Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we're back. Um, today is Monday, um, a little bit later than the usual weekly podcast. Why was that, Mark? Um, I can't, nothing comes to uh, the top of my uh, mind. You're not obviously very relatable, are you? Why was it that we didn't record a podcast last week? Um, <laughs> we were too busy making love. I love how you turn that into something positive. And here's me being pessimistic. No, we didn't talk to each other pretty much all of last week. We were in an argument over absolutely nothing, really. We just didn't talk to each other. That's it's nice the to have a break every once yeah, in a while from <laughs> talking to each other. So there's more stuff to talk about. Exactly, Mark. So we'll just ignore each other for like 45 days straight and just get on with it. Yeah. So I if you're sat so. there and you're just like, do these people just talk to each other just like all the time? No, we we do, but we do have like week-long breaks. Went on holiday, mentally. Mental holiday. I literally didn't talk to, barring clients, I didn't talk to anybody for a yeah, whole week. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, to be honest with you, sometimes you just need it for some mental clarity. Um, so yeah, that's the reason why there was no podcast, because there was no conversation. It was silence in the garlic household yeah. last Yeah, week. but it's, it was like a monastery. I, know, I, I kid you not, okay, so I don't know if people believe in daily horoscopes and like horoscopes and shit but both me and Mark are Taurus which can mean we both show very very similar behavioral traits and arguments which pretty much means we're too stubborn to either apologize or we don't want to talk to each other so um yeah when we argue it can end up in a great deal of silence yeah which for is days fine. <laughs> been shouting at each other. I went to London back I could have died do you know what I mean and you wouldn't have even fucking known because I wouldn't have WhatsApped you. Well, how are you going to WhatsApp me if you did? I didn't, I know, but I didn't even want to WhatsApp you. Do you know what I mean? That was the, that was the level. Anyway, back to um, what we're going to talk about. These things happen, though. It's not these things happen. I don't even know what we were arguing about. I feel really erratic at the moment. I just, I've got this real <laughs> strong... You are always erratic. I know, though. and I'm just like... Ever since I, I've I, met you, you've been... Oh my God, do you actually think I'm erratic? Or do you think I'm actually... I do have very mellow traits of silence. But I just, Mm. my head, I just have to either tell... I have to speak with people, otherwise I really struggle. And, you know, I've done, I don't know, years of like therapy and all of that stuff. And sometimes your brain just feels really erratic. And right in the last few months, I just felt my brain just... Do you not think that you maybe need a... Like an (laughs) exceptional goal to work towards that consumes your thought Yeah, mine's going to come in further education. I'm really feeling like I want to like... Yeah, because I feel like that will give you a little bit more mental uh, clarity. I just sometimes feel like when you've reached a level of like education in your like current job, which I'm not going to lie, like I can't really do much more and neither can you, to be honest with you. And, I, yeah. and like, you know, I'm very much um, interested. I think, in, yeah, there's nothing really that's been, we haven't learned anything really different or anything new in the, as an industry for the last 30 years. Literally. Because like, if you follow yeah, the ev- evidence-based pretty, principles. Yeah, then, I mean, it's all pretty mapped out, isn't it? Yeah, and like, you know, and, and also there's only a certain amount you can really apply to your clients, you know, in the sense of practical application, which obviously is what we strive it's for. It's more psychological than yeah. physical, though, isn't it? 
Mm, yeah, and that's what obviously I'm very interested in going, like, niching a little bit into. Mm. But, um, yeah, but anyway, just feel a bit erratic. So, yeah, we're here. Today we're actually going to talk about something which I think is probably quite close to your heart. And I think, in a way, it's affected you and whether it's family mm. and relationships. And also, I guess, with my own relationships and your own relationship with alcohol. Mm, um, yeah. This is something which we did a poll on our social media the other day, just yeah. sort of related to some like World Health Organization stats. Now, mm. I'm not sort of like a World Health Organization follower the whole time. No. And I think I mean, you would say yeah. the same. I mean, let's not get into the... I mean, with, when it came to COVID, everyone kind of followed the rules. So I guess... Where is COVID now? Um, COVID went to sleep. I, well, you would assume that the World Health Organization was a reputable source of some level of information yeah um, you could I mean, say you it's could like argue a ish- that but i feel like you mm. could argue that with the vast majority of any mainstream organization with regards to especially that of putting out educational information or health information in yeah i mean look like it's stuff that like the world will run by shall we say um Anyway, we did a few polls related to their their current take and the recent research. Yeah, which was quite. I, I thought I personally thought that was quite. Well, what was surprising. it on? Let's say what it was. Well, basically, the latest findings and research has indicated that even a incredibly light consumption of alcohol, you know, a couple of drinks, couple of shots, you know, here or there, you you know, once a week or numerous times per week like class it as moderation is still having a severely negative impact on your health yeah and i and we asked the questions you know what do you feel about this you know mm. do you think that the laws should change from a very non-biased opinion and to be honest with you, like, a lot of people did say, like, obviously, yes, like, when you see the stats, they're like, oh, my God, that's mm, really bad. Mm. But I was kind of surprised by the people that were like, I don't give a fuck. And I was like... Yeah, but you're always going to have people that don't care. No, absolutely. Like, you know, I'm not expecting everybody to follow the rules of, like, direct health and everybody stop drinking. But do you think that might have been coming down to that deep-rooted drinking I, I don't culture know. I, over I the think... years? I don't know. The way I've read into it and kind of looked into it is through an evolutionary biology lens in the sense of we as a race of individuals have always held some level of alcohol consumption in high regards with and certain, you know, theories that people stopped being hunter-gatherers and started subsistence farming purely based on brewing beer. So mm. we like changed our whole civilization so we could get pissed. I think where it kind of goes wrong is that most ancient, uh, not most ancient, but like most pre-civilization um, or pre-industrial revolution, the alcohol was, you know, 2%, 3%. It wasn't, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% of what people consume on a on a daily or weekly basis, which is, you know, mm. one thing that surprised me the most is that alcohol being in the same category as asbestos and radiation poisoning. Yeah. 
And it's, I, a, you know, yeah. something that is glamorized in, in But I think every, if we go into, every, like, why you know, it's glamorized, I think the biggest thing with alcohol, now, I would say in a social situation, forget sort of just personal drinking, I guess, like, you know, having a glass of wine for yourself and whatever. Yeah. Like, most people drink to maybe feel more confident, feel more courageous, feel more relaxed. Sure. And actually, alcohol and mental health are so closely linked because people drink to numb that, but also to you know to but that to numb the symptoms of mental ill health. But the biggest link to mental health is alcohol. Yeah. So it's yeah. this complete contradictory to what. what but I think amazing... it's like it's like a sedative or a, a you know a depress. It is a depressant. So you kind of numbing. To a certain degree, it's like an anesthetic where you're like numbing yourself to a not think about it or not deal with it. But then, you know, there are a lot of people that have positive associations with alcohol that find it relaxing, or you know, I need to have a glass of red wine with my meal because it's X, Y, and Z. But talk about the science of it. Like alcohol is a depressant. Like science tells you that immediately, whether or not you want to agree with that or not. It is a grade one carcinogenic. It It is is a depressant. It is as much as cigarettes give you lung cancer or, or, you know, increases your overall chances of cancer. So does alcohol. They're in the same category. Yeah. The difference is, is. I can walk into the gym on a on a Monday morning and tell everybody that I drank four bottles of vodka and everyone will laugh and think I'm a legend. But if I walked in there and said, oh, I smoked six cartons of cigarettes, people would be like, what is wrong with you? But I think if we go through to like the science of what alcohol actually does to the body, like technically when you drink something, it like disrupts what you would call like the balance of your neurotransmitters in your brain. So when... So it effectively affects like the feeling, how we think, how we behave in yeah. situations. Now, it effectively controls the part of the brain, which is inhibition. And that's like that direct link between feeling happy to then feeling very, very sad. And <laughs> if you mask that, it effectively yeah. slows down your process, your process, how you process no, things course, in your yeah. brain. So over time, we think, okay, this is doing me really well. This is making me feel great. Yeah. And even when you get a hangover, you're like, oh, I'm so hungover. That's effectively an anxiety. That's depression. That's effectively yeah. telling you yeah. what no, this is doing to your body on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And if you are dependent on something and you repeat this behavior day in, day out, week in, week out, it is going to have a debt detrimental effect on your health whether you are still stood there 60 years old or whatever like that thinking oh fuck this doesn't you know this doesn't fucking phase me it does a lot of things that are probably happening in your life right now are probably related to your relationship with alcohol and it it's quite eye-opening and i think you know we're currently in the uk not to be like fucking miserable but you know obviously the you know nhs our national health is under like mm. a huge amount of strain so we can't we don't have people working you know we haven't got enough staff we haven't got enough people to look after there's not enough funding like there's fuck all funding mm. you know and alcohol alone okay costs the nhs just alcohol misuse so somebody yeah. getting drunk and fucking hit falling yeah, over yeah, falling breaking over, their arm somebody yeah having a fight you know actually no not having a fight not somebody that personally fights. Just, so just misuses alcohol, costs the NHS three, stomach pumped. 
3.5 billion UK pounds mm. a year. And th- this is not the fact of mm. that alcohol, that forget the fact of personal misuse, the actual cost it has on the NHS for crime is mm. 11 billion a year. Mm. And those and 7 billion pounds a year for mm. loss in productivity through mm. unemployment and sickness. Okay. Mm. So alone, and what, the biggest killer in the UK right now, alcohol the biggest link to obesity and and mental health and you know progressively you know uh, health Mm, is mm. alcohol and yet everybody is behaving oblivious to it barring those charities that are set uh, up to can i ask you a question as a british person what do you think drives and defines british culture with regards to alcohol the pub, the element of like, I guess because like certain elements of like everybody living within a certain radius, going to a place where they can like interact with one another, and there's like a sense of community. I think that's quite cool, because like the as a as a out uh, classify myself as a person that is not from the obviously I'm Zimbabwean, so from oh, looking into <laughs> you the British culture. It's embarrassing. I, no, I understand. I understand and I get the idea of having a local where you go down and you like you are the local within that kind of area and you get to pump money back into the local economy. You get to build bonds and, and have a community based obviously it's centered around drinking and that's kind of but I kind of understand the idea of a pub, yeah. and I quite like the idea of like pubs that have got nice food and. Uh, yeah, Mark, you know. you're interested about the food, not the alcohol. That's yeah, the I know, but I like the but like alcohol. Like, if there was no alcohol consumption at all, then would pubs be able to? Would pubs be a thing where people can? No, go down and, and business. This is the problem. This is the fight between yeah. alcohol intake. Uh, premises in the sense of having bars, pubs, restaurants, the fact that alcohol is one of the foundational layers behind it. And without that alcohol intake, you can't as an economy. Yeah. But actually, in the sense of the actual economy in the UK alone, alcohol in the sense of drinking in premises like bars, pubs, restaurants, only takes up about 2% of the general economy does it really yeah which but that's that still, doesn't mean that the alcohol so industry for that. personal use at home when you're not in these premises is obviously fueling like a massive issue well you know we lived in south africa and when the pandemic hit actually this is something we should move on to because the stats past the pandemic are just even more eye-opening yeah. than we actually thought but we lived in South Africa and we had a really, really strict lockdown, okay? Yeah, yeah we did. To the point where there was like military on the streets and nobody was allowed out for weeks. Like we couldn't even walk the dog. Yeah. What they did literally overnight was they made alcohol and cigarettes illegal. Yeah. So they took but it why? from being... Explain to everyone why they did that. Well, why did they do this? Gee, I would okay. say there well, were two Well, reasons. how about... You, you just asked me to explain it. Um... There's two ways you could look at it. (laughs) African ways of dealing with things is very inherently corrupt. And it was found that obviously ministers and all the people that were in control of these situations were obviously directly profiting off of it. Mm. And they were selling it directly on the black market and they were the supplier. But then there's also the second side of it, which was the reasonings that they put out as to why they'd stopped alcohol 
um, intake specifically over the pandemic period. And that was because of domestic abuse and yeah. the way that people... And gender-based violence. Oh, well. it's horrific in South Africa. Yeah, like it's dudes, dudes will it, just get really drunk and then go home and... Couldn't even call them a fucking up. dude. Do you know what I mean? If you're hitting a wife, you've got a fucking problem. Yeah, well, individuals. Look, it's not to say that it doesn't happen with the opposite side, women to men, but, you know, on statistically, it is more obviously no, I way guess more in, male. In an African sense as yeah, well. Yeah, because women are second. A lot more shifted towards men beating women. So I, I, I'm, I'm so for that because if you're sat at home with your partner, they can't mm. go to work. There's a, mm. you know, a pandemic. Then absolutely, do not fuel that alcohol yeah. thing. Like, that's, I'm not going to lie. Like your family, I, I'd, I'd say that maybe parts of my family have had alcohol problems and probably still do to mm. a certain degree. Whether it's hidden and it's all jokes, but actually yeah. there is an issue and the health yeah. is declining because of it. But your family is. Mm really bad for alcohol intake your parents yeah. not directly your no, brother not parents, directly no. but go into your family yeah there's a couple they like a few beers yeah they like a few beers a hundred i'm sorry but they can't even speak like a straight sentence without you being like what the fuck yeah, like no, but you're it's going around really for lunch at a barbecue though. and somebody's drinking pouring vodka into a fucking beer i know but that's <laughs> a motivating factor that's a motivating factor to raged not, at the barbecue to not uh to not uh, want to do it you know yeah it's honestly the most when you see <laughs> when you see the negative impacts that alcohol has on individuals and how it can erode their mental health over over a given period of time then it just motivates you to be like i don't want that to happen to me so yeah, and sometimes, you know, we have this conversation all the time, like um, how sometimes ill health can happen to those that you just think, fuck, how did, how did they get stage four cancer? Do you know what I mean? How, mm. how are they the unlu you know, unlucky ones when there's... Now, it's not to say that I don't think there's plenty of people walking around that are masking a huge amount of health like issues mm. where mm. you probably don't want to go and get tested for a number of things because you probably are maybe going to put yourself in a very vulnerable position mm -hmm. but you know it's the same with like smoking and those mm -hmm. that have died from smoking you know and those that smoke 70 cigarettes a day but yet somebody that doesn't smoke anything gets cancer it's like almost yeah. that really like unfair way of living mm -hmm. but I do think with alcohol it's one of those things where I don't know I stopped drinking quite young at a very young age, actually, mm. to be honest with you. Like, the probably the most I've drunk since then is, like, a glass of champagne at a certain occasion, and that's mm. literally probably once a year. And even then, I stop at one glass or even half. I don't... Mm. I just does, it just doesn't work with me. And that's because I've had very poor mental health. And I think you could probably say that, like how many times did you get like raged like where you'd woken oh, up very, and then like it was yeah, like literally really. suicidal tuesdays do you know what i mean you're like fuck i literally hate my life what am i doing why have i drunk that much why have i taken that many drugs like yeah, but I, I i mean i haven't drunk properly since i was like 21 right that's a complete lie mark no like on a regular basis regular yeah but why is it that you know this is the thing we were watching the news the other day and this poor woman this mum of a they were doing a segment on how easy it is to effectively kill yourself by alcohol and actually if you look at the cost of things mm. it makes sense so she was talking about very unfortunately her daughter passed away from 
effectively drinking a litre of high-strength cider, okay? And that killed her. That yeah, killed her pounds, daughter. She spent £4.50. She spent £4.50 on this and she killed herself, okay? Mm. Now, if you look at the cost of something, which is absolutely horrific. So from, she died from uh, when you lie on your back and you basically vomit into your own mouth. And you yeah, and breathe. so it stops any kind of breathing or circulation yeah. of the body and you're dead by yeah. effectively you drowning, yourself. drowning yourself. And... So if you look at the costs right now, if I wanted to buy 12 Marlboro, no, a pack of, sorry, a pack of 20 Marlboro Gold, I would pay about nearly just 12, 13 pounds. Can I kill myself with 20 cigarettes? No. No. Will it have an effect on my health constantly doing that? Yes. But I could go down the road and I know this and buy 12 pack of Foster's 12 quid, okay, same price. 12 tins. And I could kill myself with that. Yeah, you could easily. And that is what people don't quite understand. It's not just like, oh, like in the UK, it's so glorified that we're like so great at binge drinking. And I get people are going to listen to this and go, wow, it's so boring. Like, it's not boring. I I think as like, we, I think we used to, we used to growing up, guys used to drink. Friday, Saturday, pretty much two days a week, and then you wouldn't drink the rest of the week. But in the UK, it's a consistent, never-ending. Uh, well, because obviously the there's that direct link to between like celebration and like social and like drowning my sorrows because I've broken up with somebody, or drowning my sorrows because I've lost my job or my job, or you know things like you kind of commiserate. You all have a yeah. drink. If you're happy, you all have a drink. You know. And when you don't have a drink, people are the first to be like, you're fucking weird. Uh, the judgment, yeah. Not maybe n- now no, you see a lot more. Now, even now, these no, people I know. still judge you. They'll... And that's the thing is a lot of people feel so much pressure to, yeah, to you know, drink. drink less. And we see it on our weekly check-ins when clients say that, oh, they've got the best intentions of not drinking alcohol, but then they feel that the peer pressure... And the social stigma around not drinking, especially yeah. living in London, um, it w- it yeah. obviously has a, a negative impact on people who don't necessarily want to live that type of lifestyle. It does, and I think it's very, very hard. Potentially, put yourself in the position, and I'll put myself in the position of being maybe a single woman uh, or girl growing up. You know what I mean? in places like London and mm. maybe you're dating, maybe you want to meet new friends. Like all of it is related to alcohol. Like I didn't once go Doesn't on a date with be, date with a guy which wasn't alcohol related. It was it wasn't like going, oh, should we go for a coffee? It was just not the thing. And the reason that is is because I wanted a bit of confidence of having a drink and they probably wanted a bit of confidence having a drink. Did you never have a first date in the gym? meeting somebody in the gym and then putting yeah. them through their paces. Well, yeah, that's you. I mean, okay. <laughs> well, if there was another one of you, I'd be slightly concerned. Yeah, just because you want to, like, do weird shit to me whilst I was in <laughs> weird positions in the gym, let's not reflect your fetishes. Uh, you groomed me from the very I beginning. I groomed you. Do you want to know the age difference between <laughs> Who groomed who? Let's just point out who you was at whose I was a young very birthdays. Naive, naive African man. Naive? You'd been in the UK for like eight years, I yeah, swear. Yeah, no. I'd How just are been, you naive? I'd just been, you know, working diligently. 
Is it because you'd only experienced African girls and just very unattractive English girls? Yeah, pretty much. That's the one <laughs> the thing. I you agreed like, with that because yeah. I'm staring at you like you fucking don't say anything about anybody else. Zimbabwean girls are not attractive, though. No, then... Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, say, no, I'm not. sad with my chest. I know it's really mean to say that. South I'm African, just, there's, there's a yeah, few Yeah, that's different. very different. Well, didn't you go to the same university as Candice... Yeah, Swain. that's different. That's Swanpool. South Africa. That's South Africa. I'm talking about Zimbabwe. I'm talking about Friday night, go down to the tin roof. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you'd see a bunch of cretins now. Yeah. Um, like, but again, Friday night, go down to the tin roof. Like, is anybody just like instead, like all like not drinking alcohol? It's just, no, it's, I get it. Cause lit. like when I was younger, it's that really cool thing of like, I started going to like nightclubs and drinking and smoking and taking drugs at a very young age, like not to anybody else's issues. It was all mine. Um, but and I thoroughly enjoyed it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really did. I had fake IDs. I was much more grown up than what people thought I was. Still to this day, people think that I'm much older than I actually am. Mm. Um, and, like, I loved it. And then that kind of started to wear off where... I think once you kind of experience it, especially from a young age, then you kind of get it out of your system. No, not really. You just start to become, begin to misuse it. And then you realise that, like the effects it has on your health like when you end up in very shit situations mm, like sure. either you're sat like in a hospital getting your stomach pumped or you're yes. fucking you know completely coked off your tits unable to understand or literate anything you know or you're sat there and you're manically depressed and on huge amounts of mental health medication nobody can understand why yeah. and then the first thing you do is reach for something like alcohol or drugs or cigarettes and hope that at some mm. point you're going to feel better and the reality is is you're not and so people always say to us like what does it feel like not to drink you know what i mean and it's mm. like you're always going to feel great <laughs> Like, that's yeah, the reality. Yeah. Like, you're not going to wake up the next day and feel like shit. Yeah. You're not going to you eat a, or strive to consume a, a poor mm. nutritional diet no. due to it because you don't, you haven't taken, you know, you're not effectively just making yourself want to crave, like, high fat, high sugar. But it's, even, I feel like everybody knows that drinking is not good for them, but they just don't, uh, they just value the positive aspects of, of it more than the negative aspects of it so going down to meet your friends and family on the weekend you know high lots of decisions have been made during the week stressful situations maybe your boss is a dickhead and you want to just yeah go i get out. that you want to just i do get that and have I also a great say time and a lot of people a lot of people do have really good fun memories of getting pissed with their mates it's not always getting pissed like some people can like yeah, when some you build people up just a tolerance get a little buzz yeah so no just just, getting... just want a glass of wine or yeah. a g&t or whatever and i do think like not i'm not agreement of people drinking every day and i know there was loads and loads of shit that was always plastered in the media like you need to drink a glass of wine a day if you want to lower your blood pressure and fucking yeah. lose weight and all of this yeah. shit and it was always used as like one glass of red wine a day will just miraculously save you sure. like 
and then people are like, actually, alcohol is really good to have on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, they're telling me this, this is yeah. good. But that's also very strongly linked to alcohol companies and industries that pl- have huge amounts of marketing budgets yeah, that put it in your face all the time. Like, nobody basis. sees an advert for smoking, do you? It's just stop smoking. But my God, do you hear a, a Gordon's gin and tonic, mm, bit of jokey, mm, bit of this, bit of that? Edit, yeah, you know what I mean? Alcohol adverts all over the place. I know yeah. multiple and have trained multiple people who've worked in the alcohol industry. Like, oh, yeah, for Diageo, Diageo, uh, Sip Smith, like, um, what's that beer company? Oh, Budweiser, yeah, um, like, and it's obviously a multi billion dollar industry worldwide, trillion probably yeah, worldwide, it's trillions, trillions but of dollars annually. It's also, I, I struggle to see the contradictory link between it. When I see, now I appreciate news is all news, but like I see the links of news and the stuff like, oh, the strain on the NHS and the strain on this and the strain on that, mm. and it's all linked to But I guess, you know, there are, there are a lot of, uh, you know, jobs that are being taken up within that industry of the manufacturing. Like, remember we watched that program where that guy was making cider. Crazy. Making cider, they were making like, oh, he was like, we're making 100 million litres of cider for the Brits to drink over the year. I think <laughs> Just it was like, even, no, I think it was more it than was that. It was crazy numbers. It was th- millions and millions and millions of litres of cider. But there are jobs and, and industries and, and f- families that depend on on a healthy consumption of But there know, is this alcohol. also, this link, because you asked me, like, what what do I think about, like, the UK's, like, why the UK drinks so much, like, in general? Yeah. Now... There is also this now. This is a quite a, this is a quite a controversial thing to bring up, but there is a strong link also between like unemployment and alcohol intake, and our country is like very giving to those that are sometimes unwilling to work, like very giving. Yeah. And, and the affordability, that, of, the alcohols, affordability yeah. of alcohol, you know that people just think that like they can effectively just slump not everybody in any way but Mm -hmm. like you know a percentage of people do just sit there and misuse alcohol on effectively state government money you know so But that being said like uh uh, there 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 was a study that i read to you not like 15 minutes ago um saying that when it comes to the socio-economic status of the individual uh, people of a higher socio-economic standard have been shown to consume more alcohol than people of a lower eco Oh, 100%. Ask my father, I'm sorry, this is going to dog my father in. Ask my father a fucking, literally a label on a bottle of wine. He'll have like six different fucking apps oh, on his phone. Geez. He'll know the year that that grape was even app. fermented. I don't even know what happens Your with dad. a grape. Like, you know... There are people that say that they know stuff about wine and then there's your father who's like, he literally knows absolutely everything. Yeah, it's a massive passion of my father's. Now, I don't think my father's got a drinking problem of any degree, but he does enjoy to drink. Yeah. Now, it's the same with I've worked with clients and I do still work with clients whose partners are going through cancer treatment right now and they still drink bottles and yeah. bottles of wine a week. And... I just really struggle with that. These people are financially well off, you know, it's not people, you know, it's not people that are struggling. 
but I do really struggle to get on board with that. That one, it's encouraged, mm. where like you could give your yourself a chance. Like I'm not saying that when you get diagnosed for level of the you know stage four or five that mm. anything is sometimes possible in those stages, but. Mm. If you want to give yourself the best quality of life going through this treatment, but then what about the you know, like the positive association? So the the mindset of maybe I have X amount of time left. So I'm going to enjoy it. So I'm going to enjoy it and make sure that I'm you know not. But how do you know? Like you really enjoy. If you're put on pal- like palliative care, like that's when you know that I'm I'm very unfortunately you're going you know mm. you're effectively waiting to die of some mm. degree, and it's only just very much recently happened to one of my parents' friends, and it's kind of eye opening at that age that everybody's get you know I just know so many people of that age range that it's like desperately sad that you've watched all these people throughout when you've grown mm. up and yeah. you know who are very successful and yet can't even enjoy any of it because of what has happened in their life and how they've picked... You know, it's like... I I get the fact that if you've been literally given, you've got two years. But do you know how many people have been told they've got two years and have just tried to live the best quality of life possible and lived longer? Yeah, but I guess that this is also, like you said, we value health and wellness so highly so we're always looking at it through a slightly biased standpoint of well why don't you want to no because i've always seen best. two sides to this like i abused myself massively like i abused myself for years like yeah. you know what i mean that's a that's a form of self-harm in a way do you know what i mean the no, way I, course, and no. so i see the fact of why people do this like it's mm. not the fact that i'm oblivious to the fact that people in either enjoy drinking or there's that personality side yeah, but to maybe it they just don't value wanting to you live a healthier lifestyle they just value what they value you don't have to live a healthy lifestyle like healthy is different for everybody like health is different for everybody or just do productive self-care habits if you have not got a time length put on you you know what i mean and you're not on the you know and and things can be managed to a degree Mm. why would you not just want to give yourself the best chance for the sake of your family your friends your children like Mm. And this is what I don't understand because actually you could say, oh, they'd be like, right, well, you know, you could die in five years' time or you could die in three years' time. We don't mm. know. Mm. Well, why don't you try and make those three years something where you're not, you're effectively making the best from something and giving yourself a chance? You've got, unless, as I said, palliative care and it's, you know, it's absolutely horrific situations. Mm. Like, you do have a chance to help yourself. Both yeah, mentally and physically. No, I'm not saying go in the gym and you've got to follow a structure, but I'm saying just mentally and physically, you have a chance. And you could say that, like, you know, mm. in the sense of your own relationship with your, you know, your, your family's relationship and very mm. close siblings of yours that have... Mm. Do you wish that, like, your brother wasn't so, you know he was manically depressed and mm. you know resolved his life around alcohol and drinking and yeah it was i mean yeah i guess it's just one and of where those did and where did that where... not end up like it was horrific but you know it's i mean like it's again it's the it comes down to a two things culture mm. and environment and environment yeah if you are Putting yourself into an environment of people and surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, consume alcohol on a consistent basis, 
and you're hanging out with them all the time, obviously you're going to be persuaded into alcohol consumption. So when it came to uh, my brother, it was there's not much else to do in Harare apart from on a Friday night go and get pissed. But he was so intelligent in the way that he you knew like whenever he'd worked, he'd done it. He'd done well at things, but the problem was is that environment is that like let's go and drink, let's mm. go and do this, let's mm. go and take cocaine, let's mm. let's get fucked up. And mm. for those I think one, that one I think person, for a lot of people, it's escapism where they're not enjoying their day to day conscious existence is 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 ha- having a negative impact on their mental health. And Friday, Saturday with the boys and the lads is the, you know, the only thing that you look forward to. People living for the weekend so they can go out with their mates and they can escape from the, the mundane day-to-day. Yeah, uh, I get it. But, like, you grind. know, if if you talk about the science stuff of it, like, you know, if you reduce the number of ne- neurotransmitters that you have in your brain from effectively, that effectively gives you, like, less... It's like... You, you know. need a certain level to not feel anxious and depressed all the mm. time. We then go and fuel that with alcohol, oh, yes. which makes it worse and worse and worse. But it's known that in you know the mental health, like if you are somebody that deals with severe mental health issues, I'm not just talking like a bit of light anxiety. I'm talking severe ill mental health. You know, you are more likely to drink because of the neurotransmitters mm. you have in your brain and how it effectively chemically is structured and this is a fucking problem is that alcohol industries mm. do not and are not willing to take responsibility for the no. mass amounts of suicide that happen especially in males in the uk yeah, a year alone a from alcohol yeah. and the fact that all of these people that are being admitted to hospital that are admitted they're all alcohol related and nobody takes responsibility yet when i want to go and buy a pack of cigarettes which i'm totally in agreement with we shouldn't be promoting no. but you see some dead fetus on the fucking packet and you're like wardened off from smoking anywhere near the radius of this and yeah. God for fucking forbid you should light something up. You go to Australia, people man, will be like, like clutching his heart as he Yeah, as like fucking and the child's the looking at the dad dying down the stairs. You know, when I went to Australia, I was smoking in Australia, this was years ago, and I travelled yeah, no, obviously to go don't. and find myself. They and don't. like a packet of cigarettes in Australia at the time, I think was something like maybe 18 Aussie dollars like mm. so it was a lot of money that was more than the UK and you are not allowed to blow smoke in the circumference area no. of anywhere no, if you light up a cigarette even outside a restaurant in oh my god are you judge and I'm not saying judging behavior is good but it means that they're yeah, they're smoking and is less out of all in, the uh, people that we know that have moved to Australia that were smokers for that exact reason is the reason why they gave up smoking. The problem is in the UK, everything's fucking accessible all the fucking time, whether it's alcohol, cigarettes, but drugs, I guess that, food, but what about, it's just too instant. But as a society, it should come, everyone's past a certain age, you become, you know, rely, responsible for your own actions. And if you, as an adult, decide you want to, you know, work, work hard, you pay your taxes, you can do with 
with it what you want do you know what I mean and you can live your life how you want 100% live your life how you want but then don't go and put strain on a public health system point one don't then go and yeah. like um, try and mimic the, and, and advertise this shit point two like you know there's there's sure. so many things that should be brought in like, I am full agreement there should be way more laws like if younger people are killing yeah. themselves do you know what people are panicked about a vape pandemic at the moment you're worried about vaping fuck like what about like when you go and like drink a whole bottle of vodka in a park surrounded by a bunch of chavs and you think you're cool yeah. and you end up dead or your stomach's being pumped in hospital trust me mm. i fucking know mm. do you know what i mean like it's not it's not something i'm oblivious yeah. to and yet that's you're seeing your parents have that glass what, of wine yeah, every evening bring alcohol in and it's not yeah, it's something not, no, we should be like, at, like uh, we had i had kind of a couple of mates that lost their lives to drink driving when we were at high school as well would you it's, say your brother lost his life due to alcohol um or do you think it was do you think well i would say alcohol but had a large uh, do you think role. that made his like, mental health much worse yeah obviously. yeah no he became when he started drinking he was like an animal yeah he was crazy yeah and i think you know like and it just like it just it's just like w with everything in life i guess there's statistical outliers uh, in every category so for some people when you drink alcohol and it gets broken down into the the different elements that and, and your body digests it good luck for some people it, it, it yeah you know you know how many people you where everyone's got that one mate who's really really sound until they start drinking oh, it turns into an arsehole yeah and uh, that's, you know, that's part of it is obviously, you know, part of that is a chemical reaction that just doesn't sit well with some people. So, I, think I used to live with a couple, actually, like when we were, when I was younger, I was in a house like house share and like, oh, my God, when they drank together, that was yeah, a fucking you know problem. I mean? It goes and from, it yeah, goes from literally, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, we're going to get married one yeah, day. Too. Can't wait to go for a walk today to screaming at each other so at 3am in the morning. I guess not. Do you think that's, not all of that is like a true reflection of their relationship or, Absolutely you know, not. blah, blah, blah. That is a chemical reaction that is manipulating your internal hormones to just feel a certain way. Like, I would say that I wouldn't... Now, I think this is very different, but I genuinely don't trust myself on alcohol. And in, not in the sense that I believe that my character is not trustworthy. I just don't trust myself around alcohol. I don't know what I'm going to do if I get very drunk and I'm not in the right environment. Like, I, not in the sense that I've ever... Like, I did used to black out, but I've always, I've always no, specifically remembered no, this year. Like... Some for some people, like when you I've drink been in the most and you just embarrassing black situations. out, and you have, you wake up the next morning and you're asking people, what you know. I think my sister had a friend like that that literally Vince. just used to black out. Oh my days, Vince! After three drinks, the he's on autopilot. But it's like almost like if you are like and that, it's so why worrying. do you can? Yes, it's it like, is worrying. Dude, you drove us home. Oh my god! You why can't remember you? past eight p.m. We went home at four a.m. in the morning. You were the one driving. He was like, "Really?" Oh my god! You actually got in the car with these people, you dumb. Fuck. Yeah, but drink driving in in Africa is like a sport. It was like, would you say you've ever drink dr dr drunk dr driven? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have I as have. well, and I'm definitely not something I'm Twice. proud of. Fuck. Twice. Obviously, my drinking career is really poor, but like, I stopped drinking 
properly when I was like 21. Yeah, and like when you had your stag do, Mark was throwing up all over himself whilst going. Oh, yeah, that was oh, so you know, you know Mark's not going to go and like finger off somebody in a strip no. club. Do you know what I mean? He's too sick. He'll be throwing up on himself. Yeah, and I so... just vomited all over myself and then they just put me in a taxi. Like we had, did have quite a good time when we first got together, but I still think, and I think both of us look back at that time, we just go like that. That was I think like there's just a time and a place for that. We were obviously very, you know, yeah. at that given time in, in the in the culture as well. It was you know everyone was was raging at that point in time. I definitely think I've I cho- and I chose this, but I definitely think I've lost friends from not drinking, and oh, that's yeah, fine because your environment clearly primes you. Oh, do yeah. you, know what I mean? you become so, yeah. You then your your role as a friend shifts dramatically from like you're the person that they call when they're on a motive and they're going out and they want to you know get loose on the weekend, like I said, which is most people living for the weekend to socialise with their friends and family. But when you're not part of that, then you become the the Sunday crew, the Sunday roast. Like, I would always say that I was quite, like, a supplier. Like, if I, like, in the sense of, like, I was always going to have never, like, I'm, right, okay, let's talk about social situation here. Young, you know, maybe there's drugs and alcohol involved, okay? If you listen to this and you can't stand the word drugs, just go over yourself. Um, There are the people who scrounge, do you know what I mean? Who are like, oh, let's just see how much I can just not pay my way in a social situation. And I'm just going to try and get as drunk as possible, as high as possible off everybody else's shit. And then there's the suppliers, the people that come prepared. I was a prepared. You sat in the Uber and you're like ready to split it. And they're like, oh, you know, I can't, you know, I'll pay you next time. Yeah, I'll pay you next time. I'll get you a drink. And then that drink never happens. Yeah, 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 fucking so many people. Who's round is it? And then when it's there, they in the toilet yeah literally it's like so convenient i i when i say this i actually am literally envisioning like some people that like yeah, they're the people <laughs> that are pre, you know pre-planning you know that this is going to happen you know you understand the traits of everybody and you pre-plan so that you but would make you not sure say that me and you are the same like yeah, we would be both which is be a problem we over planned and we would make sure everyone is always advocated for yeah you know that people are going to be squared away that need to be squared away you know people are going to be more demanding later on in the evening so you've always got to accommodate for these kind of individuals like people always knew that we would have like a debit card that could get cash out of you know what i mean like and and we i definitely think that a lot of the time the problem is is that i was prepared to prepare and And that you know creates yeah like it can create like i don't know so i guess <sighs> sorry you know you're just like talking about something and just like imagining like people's faces in my head right now um but no I do think that being over prepared for these things and being somebody that wants to make sure everybody's okay you then end up with friends who are like oh yeah like those two should come or they should yeah. come or it should come or they you know yeah. what I mean because like they're guaranteed to have shit on them or they're going to bring like six bowls of wine or they're going to fuck it you know what i mean yeah we're going to be prepared because the last the vast majority i was never a peasant the the vast majority of times i've always been out especially with english people you go out nobody's got a plan nobody really knows what to do half of you go one place half of you go to another place you end up at the local pub and then you go home. Do you know what I mean? Nothing is planned. Nothing's prepared. And trying to get anything done is like herding cats. 
And you think as though like Mark's trying to got get people no... into the taxi. You got to, you know, you've got I mean? no balls at asking people for money. Like none. Like when it comes to your friends, like, and it's because it's that thing where, like, I probably am the same. I don't really like asking people for money. I find it really weird. I need to get over that. But like, yeah, but there's also certain people that are like, oh, dude, remember when I paid for that Uber <laughs> and you owe me like seven pounds? Can you please, you know, don't, don't you're like. Dude, I paid for the entire table and all Yeah, I'll never forget. We literally, mm, like, like, we'll pay for, like, 8 to 12 people. Or, like, or nothing worse, nothing worse, even this is completely different. You go out for a meal, there's a group of 10 of you, mm. and then the bill comes. Yeah. Which person are you? Are you the person that I'm, needs to yeah, break no, down we... and add up exactly what you have, or are you just going to split it equally? Because I don't even drink, and I will still pay for people's fucking alcohol. It depends, Because yeah, I can't depends. stand it. people are it. getting, like, really lit then no, I'm not interested in paying for your alcohol. Back in, Mark, back in the day, it'd be like, split it just to pay for it. Do you know what I mean? We're just going to pay for it. And that, yeah, that's the because problem. The, I, the one thing that I hate more than anything in, in my existence on this planet is indecisiveness and just going round and round and round in circles. It's like, you had this, you had yeah, that. So who's got the calculator? Yeah. Who yeah. did it? Yeah. They have got no interest. Yeah, the ADHD's kicked him around. Yeah, I'll settle the whole bill myself. Can we just move on? To but the I next? would say that financially, like at the ages of which we were, we were actually doing really well financially for like what some of our friends who were like maybe like still studying or like in their first, like you know, we worked yeah, fucking I mean, hard in London and yeah. we did get paid a lot. But I and think so, it's, yeah, it was the the time and the place, time and the place to work hard, and then everybody wanted to play hard. So, but then the environment changes. But I definitely think, like, I don't think it's but wrong to lose friends. I think there's a time and a place because everybody was in their early to mid twenties. You know, people were, you know, had a little bit of. So most people had just come from uni, so this was like the first time that they were earning a little bit of money. A lot of the guys that we used to hang around with weren't from London; they were from elsewhere. So everyone was kind of experiencing London and that kind of London culture in that London uh, culture is great but it's also fucking demographic it's got worse I mean like moving on from this like obviously we've said that like environment is like key and like as you've just heard like how important environment is for you to then effectively not get sucked into things that are going to make you worse or feel worse for the sake of other people like remember like unfortunately there's not many people and we always say this that genuinely have your well-being like as their first and foremost like give a fuck a ball like most people mm. just don't give a fuck these days and this is the thing anyway going from that we were going to vaguely ma- mention just like what the stats say post pandemic of people's yeah. alcohol intake yeah, and i think this is something that again we very much understand why the intake would have increased during the time of the pandemic. And that would have been due to the fact they were bored, whether they had trauma going through, maybe they'd lost people, maybe they couldn't see people. Maybe it was just a way of trying to connect. And yeah, carry on. Do you think uh, working from home also? Yes. So like, because like there's nothing worse than going to work with a hangover, you feeling rotten. But if you only need but to wake up at 10, 5 minutes rotten, to 9, you know, do you know what I mean? you're feeling rotten from the comfort of your own home, then it's not too uh, it's not too bad. And I think if you've got, like, maybe a partner there that influences it even more, or maybe, like, for housemates that influence it more, or, uh, you know, all of... It just is, like, 
it's very hard to not. How do you escape it? Let's talk about trying to, I know we're going to sidetrack, but let's talk about how do you, how do you navigate these situations? I guess it's much easier said than done, but like, the, I guess the biggest things that like, I guess alcohol dependent, you know, people with alcohol dependence, you know, when they go to charities or they seek help from, and these yeah. are people that are very dependent on alcohol, not those that can necessarily moderate it, but they say that the three biggest things that are going to help you meditation yoga and exercise and i know it sounds like oh you fucking what i mean like i'm not meditating to shit but like again it's the power of the mind i mean your mind's technically telling you that you need to drink if you fool it with a different distraction or something that's actually helping you through that the likelihood is that you're going to be able to reduce that intake and I think some people, and like everything in this world, I don't think really many people think of other people. So if you're in this situation, you're going, well, I only drink like a couple of glasses of wine a night, or a day, or a week, Mm. or whatever. I'm fine, do you know what I mean? It's not really you that we're fucking talking about, do you know what I mean? But you also need to switch on to the effect it has around you. Because those percentage of people are increasing that are becoming more and more dependent on it. Yeah, but that study from the World Health Organization does state that light to moderate consumption of alcohol are the vast majority of uh, people leading the the cancer mm. rates so yeah and, that, and that their definition of uh, you know light consumption is less than the uk's government recommended 35 units a week yeah but you know they say that and this isn't even like the most recent stats but a million people more since the pandemic have become addicted to alcohol since COVID, okay? Wow, that's a so lot, eh? 1.5 million adults drank over 50 units per week, okay? And now that was 2.5 million people by the summer of a year later. Could you imagine trying to fit all those people into Wembley Stadium? Or how much alcohol they drink into Wembley Stadium. <laughs> you know, with the, this is, again, let's oh, talk about geez. nutrition and alcohol because... there's obviously now we worldwide obviously are dealing with an obese civilization like in general ways our traits are going towards being more obese than maintaining weight okay and so people are so strict to talk about things like sugar intake fast Mm. food intake Mm. takeaway intake all of these things Mm. that we intake Mm. on a day-to-day basis okay but always seem to forget the one thing that people will happily consume and will be glorified, which is alcohol. Mm. Now, when you drink, as we said, you know, you're more likely to want the foods that are effectively yeah. not so great for your health on a day-to-day mm. basis. Okay? Kebabs, yeah. <laughs> a kebab's okay. And I'm talking like the mass, the hangover, the buying of the foods, the, the constant, like your hunger hormones being sauce. completely skew-if. Pizza. Pizza. You know what I mean? The, you're reaching to a takeaway. You're reaching for convenience. You're not reaching for a home-cooked meal when you're fucking hanging out your ass, okay? And I know this because I was at one with Domino's. But, like, literally. My favourite place is, like, on a... When you go to those really... the You know, the the joint after the club to get the... The, the Cheesy child. chips. Yeah, the child before you go home and you just see... You go and throw it up all in the toilet when you've yeah, eaten too you much. You just see yeah. all the creatures there. Yeah, in the kebab shop when you're eating something that looks like a dead rat, but you don't even care. Yeah. I remember, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. I've never had a kebab me. in my life. 
That's really weird. Have you never? Only cheesy chips from a kebab house. That's a very good, uh, that's a logical thing to, to, to have. Yeah, because I just thought that maybe the meat wasn't cooked and maybe I'll end up with food poisoning as well as alcohol poisoning and mm. just throwing up. So I just thought maybe not. I think not. My, my, my favourite kind of go-to when, you, when you're really drunk is, not that I've been so no, drunk. Exactly, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You're talking but like you fucking... KFC. I remember I had Mark, you won't even, that. you'll eat KFC without being drunk. Do you know what I mean? Like, you like KFC, but a, I just don't allow I you to have it that with, much. I uh, Dylan over at KFC once when we were really drunk, and it was a moment. I'm sure the last time you were really drunk, you probably threw up. Do you know what I mean? Embarrassed I always yourself. throw up when I drink, and yeah. I do. That's, that's most of my experiences with alcohol always make me very nauseous and vomity. Yeah, and well, always... again, nobody cares about your fucking nauseousness. Oh, my God. It's a bit gross talking about throwing up on... It's, it really is. It's like Should one of those... talk about the, the time that I was the most vulnerable? The most vulnerable... No, because... No, no, let's, let's not talk not about the most that. vulnerable yeah. times of your life. Okay. <laughs> but... George has definitely seen me at my worst. Yeah, I've got photos of it as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we were ever famous, like, fuck... I wouldn't want to know, like, what was on my phone of just you being What do you weird. think the uh, Daily Mail uh, headlines would, of you would be? So this is what I used to talk about. I hope this client listens to this episode. Maybe I'm going to message her because she's going to specifically remember. I used to train a girl called Celia who, I swear to God, like, she was just one of the best clients ever. And we always used to say, like, what would happen if, one of us was murdered or like we'd done something like what the news article would be and she went to the same university as Kate Middleton <laughs> and we always came up with this thing it was going to be like Kate Middleton's best friend at uni murdered <laughs> in in a rash do you know what I mean like literally it was always going to yeah, be do always, something to do with gotta, Kate Middleton yeah, because she went to St Andrews yeah, yeah you gotta um, I don't know what they'd say about me. They'd probably find a photo of me back in the day, which they're coming up at the moment, the, same, the Facebook memories. I'm like, yeah. bro, I don't need to be fucking... You went to the same school as uh, the dude, the Labour dude? Kit, he, yeah, but he went to the school when it wasn't private. <laughs> that sounds so pretentious. How does he... Uh, Keir Starmer. Keir. Yeah, but he would never... I mean, now it's obviously like a 50 grand a year school or something ridiculous. Oh, okay. Maybe 40k, I don't even know. 20k, I don't fucking know. I love know, how in this I'm not country, when you call a school public, it's actually private. Yeah, well, a comprehensive And school. Another thing, this is also a State tangent, school. but what ex what really uh, blew, my, blew my mind about British culture is there's such a emphasis on whether or not you went to a private school or not like people will like kind yeah, of form fuck. their entire had it all my life. personalities around whether or not they did or they did not do you know what i mean people are like they come out and they're like Wah! and you're like that's a really random thing to say no honestly in fact we experienced <laughs> it here so, actually so often where it's like people go on like these rants about it whether they did or they didn't and it's like well like obviously i went to private mind. school all the way through my life and yeah. i'm not fucking afraid to say that i know that that a lot of people don't necessarily have the opportunities that i've had in my life like i'm very aware of my surroundings yeah. and how i come across to people with it yes. but there is this thing where like if you are sat on the other side of like having been to private school like you mm. get so much shit whether it's in workplace whether it's like it's like this whole thing that daddy, like 
if you've gone to private school as mm. a girl, okay, yeah. I have never experienced it more actually in my later years. Like mm. how many people just assume mm. that daddy, like daddy's like your fucking funder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Now, I, I will say time and time again, mm. my father has helped me a lot throughout my life and he has worked fucking hard to be able to do that. Mm. My dad didn't come from like fucking mass amounts of wealth and mm. this and that. He has worked goddamn hard yeah, and has had yes. huge amounts of setbacks, you know, push forward all the way through his life, okay? So yeah. then assuming that like everything's come from your parents when like, I had to stand in a fucking gym for 15 hours a day. Do you know what I mean? Dealing with people that were sometimes not the nicest of people. Dealing with person... You know what I mean? To earn what we have. Now, mm. okay, you know, there are times in your life, and I'm around a lot of people whose parents might help them buy a house, or mm. Mm. and this is generational wealth. Like, are we going to see this generational wealth past our age? No, definitely not. Like, it's. It, I think yeah, this is our generation is, is going to yeah. spend it all. But... It's this assumption when you've gone to private school. Mm. Number one, you could have been on a scholarship. You don't bloody know. Mm. Number two, that you're pretentious as fuck and you literally can't... You think the world suns, like, shines out of your arsehole. Yeah, literally. Like, and the thing is, though, neither of those things are correct. Like, you're looking at the leaders of this country who have all been to Eton. That mm. is, like, a different level of private school. Yeah. Like, okay, they're all fueling up to, like, give each other's wedgies yeah. and, like, wank each other off in the bathroom and whatever. You know what I mean? There's huge drug taking in Eton College. There's, there? Yeah, massive amount. Mm. Obviously, all those pompous twats have, like, shoved shit up their nose. Like, there's standards of private school. I've, I've been to, like, you know, I've experienced it, you know? Oh, but when we move to where we are now, which is in Surrey, okay, so Surrey, Hampshire border, oh, Surrey, yeah. like, I was brought up in Surrey, but we live in an apartment block, a very nice one, but downstairs, one of the flats, like, I'd probably say that a lot mm. of the people that live here probably have been privately educated, like, I mm. do get that vibe, in fact, I know the guy downstairs has been, no. but the first thing was, was, like, based off of how I spoke, it was, you went to private school, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. And I was, you like, almost like, very, what the fuck? You have a posh accent. But what's wrong with being able to speak okay, well, my mum and dad begged for me not to speak like a complete twat when I was younger. I was very good at picking up accents. Your your accent is so posh. Oh, here we go. Your that... mum's like so fucking dry. Do you know what I mean, you sound your... like you're about to do a diss. Like, yeah. literally. Your voice is so posh that in South Africa, they couldn't understand what you're saying. Yeah, I was like, I'm so British. Why do you not understand what they I'm trying no, to say? Nobody like, had a single clue what George was saying at any given moment. You, you yeah, I had to give the phone to Mark. Yeah, so all the time. She's like, goes on the phone, struggles, walks <laughs> over, passes the phone to me, and then just walks away. Yeah, I know. But it's. <laughs> but I. I fuck I know standards of speaking as well I know yeah. people that speak far more eloquently You're, than I do my I mother I would love to <laughs> like get literally. your grandfather on a podcast because he ba he literally <laughs> sounds like King Charles King Charles yeah um yeah. but based off how I spoke what is wrong with speaking look just speaking the way that you do you're based off your environment 
Surely. Yes, and also, like, why is it that something that you're going to judge my complete character based on the fact that you assume, because I speak well, that I've gone to a private school and that I'm pretentious as fuck? Mm. You've not even met me. Do you know what I mean? You've not even understood, like, what we are, who we are. And if somebody does have a really posh accent and they did go to private school, doesn't necessarily mean that they have manners and morals. Absolutely no way. In fact, I probably know way more people that have done way more with their lives. That's the thing that that blew my mind is people put so much emphasis on it that, you know, you almost like stereotype one into good, one into bad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, hold on. Most of the people that have been privately educated in this country have got no manners. Like, I was always anti-private education to the point where, like, I used to try and hang out with people that didn't go to private schools. Like, a lot of my... I don't know, because I was so sick and tired, I guess. Why? Why? But surely the the curriculum and the education is almost identical. No. Disagree. When people were striking, private schools were not striking. No, I get that. I get that. But no, what I do would you say le- that there is a we, difference. When we went to high school, our education was Cambridge and Oxford, whatever the whatever the, the standard oh. of education was in the UK. AQA. <laughs> so what? So what is? Surely it's the same thing. Is, does not? It, does the whole UK not run? The on? argument is is that I think potentially primary school you would be able to literally. Like, do you? Do but surely you... the syllabuses are the same. What I'm, what you're teaching, two plus two mm. equals four. Two plus two equals four. It's the same thing. But it could be. There could be a number of things here. Now, my dad will always. We always bring this up actually because when I went to primary school, my maths teacher was also the basketball teacher. He wasn't even a qualified maths teacher. Yeah. So could you teach somebody like key stage three? Fucking yes, probably. You just need to be a teacher and not touch children. Like you know, <laughs> God, that's Which is so hard. rude. Like, Which is, oh no, no. That's fucking rude. I don't know why I said there, that. If there's anybody, we're just joking. <laughs> if there's anybody that's teacher, we're just joking. We are I appreciate joking. teachers have got a no. really huge, and in a comprehensive school, you're Can dealing you just with. just imagine being a teacher for a second? How draining. We are a that teacher. Would be. <laughs> No, but like to children, children, yeah, like thirty individuals. It's so difficult. Differences of the size of class. So, um, in private school, you won't have a class of thirty people. No, I've got a lot of respect for teachers. So, but is it harder to be a teacher now? I don't know because I'm not a teacher in a private school in a secondary school. They also get lots of holidays, which I'm also quite for. Yeah, but they've also got demands, and in a comprehensive school, the statistics are that obviously people in uh, not. Most of the time, if you're in a private school and you've got special needs to a degree, so if you're maybe very dyslexic, so like what I was, or I was very dyspraxic and all of that, I got extra time, I got extra Mm. tutors, I got extra all of this. You know, the problem is, is that nobody necessarily has that to channel into in a comprehensive because of the funding. So... Do teachers kids get are paid dealing more? with really bad, like really strong, like behavioural issues, and do the teachers have got to deal with this, and they're do not teachers necessarily... get paid more at a at a yeah. Private I would school assume so. I mean, I don't actually know school. the wages, but yes, I'm assuming so. I might be wrong. Somebody could correct me on that, but the I would assume it's quite a fulfilling job, I would imagine. Teachers, what, when you're called a cunt and that you're ugly or something. No, I remember, but like, I've got a lot of fond memories of some of our teachers in at high school. I have to say, I've got mixed on mine. I do think that some teachers. And this is what's happened with education. It's almost not so desirable. And I'm really straight for, like, educating people. Yeah. Like, I really am. But I also understand that it's fucking boring. It's the syllabus it's hard, is so it's old. It's a hard job. Like, we, uh, growing up, 
we used to take pride in trying to make some of the teachers cry. Yeah, but you were at a boys' school, do you know what I mean? I know. It, we were like, it was like a zoo. Like, and some teachers really disliked me. Like, really disliked me. I'm oh, very yeah. certain of it. Like, one teacher slapped uh, one of uh, my mates. She hated him. And she yeah, but if you were in Zimbabwe, you could, like, get hit by a cane until, like, 2020. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, in the UK, you couldn't even touch your child without no, fucking which being. Is, well, you which can, is, but. you know, not a necessarily... Well, does it, teach, does it teach rules to people when they get... Not saying physical violence is the answer... But to boys, potentially it is. Do you think that how many people have fucking piped up over social media that would deserve to be punched in the face? Never do, because they're never reprimanded. You know, that's what's happened. Six of of the best. You know, you could have like a 14-year-old trolling you now. And you know, if you said that to anyone's face, you'd be dead. Not that it's a good thing, but you'd be like... uh, It happened at school where somebody stole somebody's phone and then messaged a girl just horrific stuff like really bad she obviously then showed the text message to her people the people her, over, people. <laughs> her people her parents her parents complained to the school the school got in contact with our school people then found out who it was and those dudes got beaten yeah this is the thing like i do think for for guys like you need to it's different for women. I don't think you should be hitting females because no, females no, have got way not. more different complex emotions to to boys. No, of course but no, I, do, I genuinely women. think the behaviour and how the upbringing of children these days has fucking slid dramatically. It's almost like we have to give in to little Timmy at every point, you know. And that then, re- and we've had this conversation actually with one of our other neighbours. Mm. How much it then you you do behave like that when you get older it starts to become more and more obvious and we were speaking about the african side of things yeah especially in south africa no and in zimbabwe mark like when you're how do i say this without it coming across like zimbabwe well should we say south africa sub-saharan africa have due to their colonial past, have different ways of relationships between individuals. Well done. You've obviously clearly been trying to say that, like, in a very (laughs) good way. Which means that um, normally you have, or if you are white in Africa, people effectively look up to you as the fact that you've got something or that you can give something, Mm. okay? And this is not, this is this is just genuinely how the culture runs there, okay? And that's because, not saying that that's colonialism was good, do you know yeah. what I mean, in any way, shape or form, but that's where it's come from. It's the yeah. fact of people having control well, and the was, other people working for those that were in control. Yeah, much like South Africa and Zimbabwe, there were points in time where people that were a minority were in power and they accumulated a lot of wealth statistically whilst they um, utilised yes. the, the indigenous population to their betterment. So mm. there was always an assumption because of the, that colonial structure that you know one group of individuals was always well off and, you know, which to a certain degree, you know, was yeah, for the, years it was. It was the case, like you know, if you were in South Africa, most people of color lived in a township, and most people of a Caucasian background lived in suburbs. You know, and now there has was that a changed? Massive yes. discrepancy within within the haves and the have-nots. 
Is it, has it changed? Yes. yes what I'm trying course. to talk about in sense of Mark's upbringing, for example, yeah. is that like you used to have workers who used to live at the house. Okay. Yeah. Mark gets really. You can tell you're going red over this, but it's just the way that. No, Africa, no. It's, it's just, just the way that it. So Mark had, and the house. I guess you could say a house boy. Like, I don't know. Fucking no, because that that's but, but, very derogatory to say house boy. But the colloquial term that we do use on a day to day basis would be a, a garden boy or a house boy which a lot of people f obviously f feel to be very derogatory. And it is derogatory to obviously call someone who's a grown man a boy. Oh, 100%. So. Like, I find it horrific. But it's not to say that your parents treated... Oh, God, your parents treated them ridiculously well. But there are obviously... I'm not saying that think that doesn't eradicate the I whole history. everything has context because, you, you know, you're talking about a, a, an individual, a gentleman or a woman who was born in rural Zimbabwe. Now, we're not talking, you know, like Surrey, or we're talking about people that essentially, up until very recently, lived in a mud hut. Yeah. That was in the middle of Kwamusha. And still do, with no running water or electricity. So the idea of coming and moving to the capital, Harare, and working for people that supply you with food, supply you with uh, accommodation and pay you and then give you bonuses on top of that plus your medical and so on and so forth is not essentially a bad idea because then you then take the money you then send it back to the tribal trust lands yeah and i I, I, I think it's like it's you know when you when you live in somewhere like south africa like a lot of the people working are also zimbabwe and they, they take you know they earn yeah. the money and they send it back to their families and you know that's honestly how a lot of it's economies like, do run you know it's, it's like, like we're you, a service you know, provider you know waking up and you're whipping somebody into do you know what i mean it's there's a level of respect and gratitude and the bond having grown up there are a lot of guys that I know and Zimbabweans that have the utmost respect and a huge loving bond with like the people that raised their nannies or their maids or... Uh, one of my best friends growing up, his name's Daniel, he had Bridgie. And she, this lady was... She was um, of Shona descent. She started working for the family. She was... When I was like 10 years old, she was 90. By the time we were 30, she must have been over 100 years old. She had worked for the family for over 40 years, like helping the family, raising the baby, looking after the kids. She had been there. She cooked food for us. She was like a granny. Yeah, but going off to why we were actually talking about this, though, but when you were, when you were growing up, for example... Your, let's just say, like, houseboy, Alexia, used to refer to you as little boss, didn't he? Yeah. Because your father was the boss, and you were, yeah, because was, you were the male of the mm. family and a, and a son, you were immediately a little boss. Now, what mm. I mean by this is that that then effectively forms in some people's brains, do not get me wrong, it's not everybody, that they are entitled in yeah. some way or another. Yeah, of course. So when you take a South African, maybe a South African young male these days, like a, a white South African young male, out mm. of South Africa into a country like the UK mm. or whatever, they have a sense of entitlement, which mm. you will, can never mimic in the UK. Because even if you've got a cleaner in the UK, it's, it's very rare to get... A, like, 
a full-time housekeeper mm. in the UK. Like, you, you really do need to be making some fucking dollar bills to be mm. having a full-time mm. housekeeper, a full-time yeah. nanny. You know what I mean? You'd need to be of probably the 1% mm-hmm. that can afford it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you might have somebody come and clean for you, but that relationship was just technically, you know, you still had the respect for mm. them. You know, you mm. cleaned your room before they came and yeah. all of these things. Yeah. But there wasn't that entitlement placed upon you. But, and I, I do see it a lot with like African males. Def- yeah, that, like, I, think, I, think you, I think you'd want to be more saying that. Because like there are like, we had a Mac come and stay with us recently and he was talking about, you know, there are so many people that have be, been and have helped us grow up that there is so much more of a... You, they become like an extended part of your family to a certain degree. And then there's sometimes the South Africans who are of obviously Dutch descendants who are a lot more racist. That's going to be the boot. Yeah, do you not remember how our neighbour used to speak to the fucking yeah. maid? Like, screamed at them. Like, and like just, I just am just so... like. And there's... And I there, probably there's, went the complete opposite where I probably, oh, like, in a way overdid yeah, it because no, I just felt, like, it was so... very un- uncomfortable. And, yeah. like, the way he spoke to the guys, he the way he spoke to the guys that came and cleaned our garden every once in a while. And like they were a piece of shit. Like, it was yeah, horrific. Yeah, it was super racist. But there's one thing you'll never get past me. If somebody speaks like that to somebody in my fucking, like, I, I will say something. I used to do it with clients. I used to speak to their, like, what they would describe as servants. Yeah. Like, shit. And I used to tell them, I was like, if you dare speak to me or anybody around me, you know what I mean? Like, when mm. I'm, like, this is not going to happen. Like, I won't fucking deal with you no, as a client. there needs to be, you know, like I said, they become, as much as people like to accept it or not, they become extended part of your family where... And there was, there's been, before Alexia, there was a guy called William who bonded with my mother, like you cannot believe, worked with us for a couple of years. He sadly passed away uh, due to HIV and my mother sobbed for weeks. Yeah, and it's, he, it's crazy. There's so much story behind everything. And the problem is, is that what you see out there now is just like a brief, it's like a it's like a bullet point. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a bullet point of thing. And like, there is mm. so, like, so everything is so complex in that kind yeah, of way. Everything, nothing's black and white. Everything's Nothing. a shade of grey at the end of the day. Fifty shades. 50 yeah, shades and I guess grey. it's, you know, it's different upbringings, different circumstances, different oh, But cultures. going back to like, I do think that if you are privately educated, that you have got more of an, going back to alcohol quickly, You've got more accessibility to it, 150%. Yeah, you've got like, disposable income. To disposable pension. income, pocket monies, do you know what I mean, that are much more than mm. what your average pocket money would be. Um, mm. People getting into things because it's cool or having the availability of it. What was your... Parents going on holiday, free house, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, what was your... What was the general consensus with regards to alcohol around not only your parents but the other parents of your generation or year at school what was their general outlook on alcohol consumption between the ages of like 13 to 18 I would say that you had everybody always knew that there were certain parents that were more liberal than others Mm. Um, I think my parents had no idea about a teenager until they had me. 
Um, yeah, I would definitely well, say that. How, would they, how else would they have known that without having had Well, it's all experienced. I mean, all of their experiences have made but them... But you and your sister are, are, are quite close in age, so it's quite difficult to... Like, I think that they thought... Now, I'm not going to say... But I think they think... I think a lot of parents think this as well, that like mm. when you've had one, not to say that they don't think their children are different, mm. that they're almost going to slightly be like the other. Like they're just mm. a hope that they mm. won't be pushed to those fucking maximal limits. Mm. Like, and I definitely pushed my parents into thinking and having to deal with a mm. lot of things. Was some of that linked to how they behave with me? Yes, definitely. But what their consensus of what, like... I tried like, I like guess... alcohol when, you know, my godparents, like, they had a place in France. It sounds so pretentious. They had a place in France, you know, what I mean? <laughs> we used to go. And, like, you oh know, obviously, we'd go gosh. to Saint Tropez on the trip. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, how cunty do I sound? I know, fuck. But and you I'm ended not... up with a dirty African like me. Well, you speak, fuck off, do you know what I mean, Mark? Honestly, you speak like you didn't even have drinking water for, like, your whole life. We didn't have, uh, we used to have a borehole. No, oh God. I mean, don't make me feel even worse. I had, ta- yeah, I had bottled Evian. Do you We've know what I mean? such, <laughs> a, such a, a um, Different contrasting upbringing. upbringing. Yeah, but I, I would still say the morals of our parents are probably quite similar. No, they're very similar. Like, I would say that my parents, like, my mum and dad, like, never, like, swore in front of me. Like, never, like... I learned those swear words from my godfather, actually, who was like a lawyer, a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs. So like, no wonder he swore all the fucking time. Because, mm. like, literally, why would you not? Like, yeah, your job's yes. fucking stressful. You know, it's and so literally swearing. he taught me the word fuck. And ever since the day that I learned fuck, and we were on a... Here we go. I was on a sailing boat. How much How much of a cunt do I want to sound like right now? Yeah. On a sailing boat around the Caribbean, crying. I'm dying oh, inside right now. And, like, yes. the mast of the sailboat. Oh my. whacked James sorry, over the head I'm sorry my godfather I sound on... like such a prick yeah, yeah I sorry, know I sound been like on a boat in my entire life. shut the fuck up you on the Lake Caribbean but don't even give me this <laughs> shit okay just because you had nowhere to sail in Zimbabwe otherwise there'd be pirates all off sail. the fucking shore but anyway we used to, I did used to sail as a child I learned Metro how to Beer sail sailed. yeah Metro I know and it's not, it's not to say it's a pretentious fucking but it is yeah. probably quite pretentious but that I is. was sailing round the Caribbean mm. BVIs actually to be I precise sorry, sorry. and the mast whacked James around the head and like obviously fuck was the first word that came out and since that word came out I've mm. not clearly stopped saying it but yeah. my parents and it said to alcohol like I think there was lessons, do you know what I mean? You need to learn that, like, if you drink too much, you're going to feel like shit. And when you're mm. projectile vomiting after pouring, like, a whole bottle of vodka into a Caribbean yeah. twist, like, you'll yeah. learn from that. Yeah. Not to say you don't just test it again and again just to check yeah, the waters are still, like, a couple, more times. <laughs> a couple more times. But, no, they definitely didn't encourage me to drink. They mm. did definitely allow me to have, like, willy straws and Smirnoff ices uh, and, like... They did. But unfortunately, no, they, they did allow me. When I got older, they allowed me to drink what, quite a lot. What time? What age? I'd probably say from the age of like 16 to 18. Oh well, I wasn't God. even at home at 18, but like it, it. Chris and Jane, come on. Please don't say their name just in case it affects them. Come on. <laughs> Oh, 16, Willie drinks. What the fuck were you prices. doing at 16? Having a wank to FFHM in fucking Harare, do you know what I mean? What were you Why doing? Is everything Why are you judging? Why revolve around wanking? I don't know, because you clearly. <laughs> 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 it's not. Um, when would you do your parents allow. They never encouraged us to drink ever. 
Never. Ever. Not in front Crazy, of me. Crazy, isn't nothing, it? Nothing, nothing. There is all. a happy medium, in my opinion, where like when you no, obviously, then you, then you, like I said, you, you obviously, everyone's got different parents with different standards, and then you just find the person whose parents are more liberal. Then everyone spends the night, and then you just, you know, you go hell for leather. Always ends, you always end up vomiting somewhere. Yeah, and then your parents are like, I told you so. There's so many times it's like, I told you so. But like, like, my parents were like, no ways, no. But I also think it's because you'd also dealt with family members that had gone through like yeah, do you know what I mean? a huge amount of alcohol yeah. misuse. That so I think that I think it's almost just like off-putting. But yeah. then the rest of your family outside the environment, of that, the environment had to mani- reflect that none of you know with people dealing with what they were dealing with, the environment reflected no consumption whatsoever. My dad hardly ever drank of anything yeah i think i've seen your dad drink like two beers yeah like, i think yeah he's oh, he your mum when she has a vodka oh jeez yeah, oh, probably it's yeah. best that she uh she gets very uh chatty let's just chatty <laughs> kathy yeah no, it's not she kathy falls it's carol but um but i do think that none of our families enticed it i don't think no, like in any way no. which leads, i'm very grateful for what leads to, to misuse is i think i i I was one of those people that I was told if I was told not to do something I did it and yeah. and and that <laughs> definitely didn't play in my favour sometimes. But I guess you've learned though. I oh guess my god. In, and in, I learned at quite a young age as well. Yeah, I'd rather, you know, the first time yeah. I drank was thirteen, drank three quarters of a bottle neat and then just, you know, had a really rough time after that. And we got a load of us got in trouble because we did it in public, and then we brought bad reputation towards the school. So then, not only did we have to deal with the consequences, somebody had to have their stomach pumped, and then we got beaten at school. Better than taking ketamine. So that kind oh. of put us off for a bit, and then around sixteen, seventeen, you know, intermittently, but you know, drinking has been. I think if you were like brought up a little bit more around girls and that whole element of like house parties and like fingering on a dance floor and like doing all that weird shit with like, yeah, I guess you know, the was... sad reality is the yeah. parents that were most willing for their children to drink were alcoholics. And and I'm not lying about that. Like just happy to have someone like to severe drink alcoholics. With you, you know I mean? Like the yeah. mum would be oh, in and out true. of the priory or like some yeah. like San Fran rehab Divorced clinic. Dad. Like yeah. I'm not joking. Like yeah. a divorced normally. Like and it was always the mum or the dad that yeah. lo- solely and they would provide alcohol for yeah. all the children oh, that parents wouldn't accept the it. The worst one was come down to come down to the work bar on a Friday afternoon where there was free drinks. You go down because, like, every drinking was is quite a big part of the Zimbabwean culture. Where on like Friday you stop midday and then you go to the work bar or the the local, you know, beer hole. But that's also a problem, actually, bringing up the corporate side of like alcohol is the fact that um, American companies statistically are getting better at this, where Mm. they place their corporate funding and like i guess yeah. money budget you could say towards wellness rather than mm. fucking fucking up wellness Not now really, the british because they still invite everybody down to you know if all the big banks invited everybody down to miami and they had like beyonce sing and i'm sure Mark, people got you literally lapped. talk about one event a year statistically corporate companies in the u.s 
promote wellness far more than yeah, a UK I, company. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, and do, the yeah. UK companies, now I've worked in like real estate, so estate agency. I've mm. worked in recruitment, like fuck, do you know what I mean? I hate oh all of God, them. But the what was the worst thing is that when I worked in a estate agency, oh I would drink every single day. Like it was bottles of yeah, wine, no, it was going just, to the pub, it was like out for the meeting, like the end of meeting, like drinks, it was this, and everything was alcohol related. But why though? I just don't understand. But just like, why is that the case? Though? Is because that age like, related or is that just. Yeah, because like you've got fucking like Edwardian snorting cocaine in the toilets as an estate agent, especially if you're working for a London, like most of those London. Like the prime real estate ones tend to be full of complete twats. Do you know what I mean, we yeah. know this. Yeah, we know this. Like if you're a letting agent or sales agent, sometimes you are just a complete bell end. And it's, you know, I know I've worked alongside them. Like Edwardian snorts cocaine in the toilet. Edwardian then goes, you know, mm. to the pub down, you know, in in Gloucester Road, Theodore, you know, for the down lads. To the Fiend in Chelsea. Let's pick up from some person in a Mercedes and let's carry yeah. on fucking drinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just. It, it's it's so I was so ill His when I worked there. Hugo. 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 Yeah. I do like the name Hugo. Hugo's a good name, but, but every know. Hugo that I've met has been a trustafarian with a carpet shop somewhere in Notting Hill that just bl- probably shovels. wearing like a fleece gilet and a corduroy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and a pair I mean, of sailing shoes. Exactly, <laughs> like literally exactly. that. And like just to make sure they've got the signet ring yeah, on their you've finger. Got to the signet ring so and crest just are and the absolute <laughs> creatures. Oh yeah, but they behave like absolutely like oh, yeah. they're worse than. Oh, yeah, they are. Well, I don't know. I don't go out in other places like Weatherspoons yeah. and stuff, but I'm sure they. But you know, like it's. I oh, I think yeah. when you look at the it UK, is. people. I'm not going to lie. Looking at the UK, mm. I can see, I can understand like when you're in a desperate need coming to a yeah. Western country. Well, I can't understand it because I've never been in it. I'm not going to pretend that I'm relatable on that. But mm. I can see the profitability in the sense of lifestyle and quality mm. of life yeah. being in a place like this. Yeah. However, number one, why does anybody talk about it? it's really expensive to live in the UK? It's not going to be it's glorified. It's always been expensive to live in the UK, though. Yeah, but sometimes it was a bit more manageable. I guess now it's just like, what the fuck? No, it's just the... But if you look at the UK, I mean, we've always looked at the UK. Being as a person who who doesn't come from the UK, we've always looked at the UK to be a place that is more expensive than the rest of the world. But it was where everybody wanted to go and get a job. there There are some... There are some down, not downfalls to the UK, but having lived outside of the UK, the UK is is not bad. It's great. It's just mm. everybody's narrative reflects the mainstream media, and that's you turn it on, and it's just doom and gloom. But the reality is, is you're like, would you rather live in the UK or live in America, where people just keep literally carry on guns and shoot each other? Okay, I, I get that, but like Americans would probably disagree with that because there's a lot of part of America that people love, and and yeah, but you're would you rather? Would you rather that? No, of course. Like I'm sure you'd much prefer to be in the UK, you know, but let's not lie. Okay, so then you go Europe. The UK okay, crime it, is ridiculous at the moment. And that's because they've removed every kind of fucking youth centre. They've removed yeah, and there's so not enough the, funding. So is the crime in America. Do you know what I mean? Like places so like San big Diego. So though, America. Yeah, but all those places have got, you know, 
tens of thousands of of people in homeless uh, camps and caravans but what soul is is it still the soul that is american dream if you went across la right now you'd be begged off of like probably somebody that's lost all their money and i feel like a lot of people i feel like a lot of people there's a lot of a negative narrative around the uk and i there are the thing is the uk have obviously got a very high standard and which is a good thing and people hold everybody up to a high standard to a certain degree obviously there's corruption absolutely but there's do corruption. not agree with that there's corruption everywhere mark i don't agree that people hold themselves they to do. a high stand in the uk they do like mark, oh, that dude that dude was the half of the uk no no have you met half of the i've UK? definitely come across them in places that i haven't repeated going to like, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't say that people are held to the highest standard here. I think, I they, think they are to a certain... Compared to the rest of society, they are. Like, look at Zimbabwe, it's an absolute shit show. Look at South Africa, like, those are... Politically, yeah, but maybe, but people would say politically in America is the same, but yet you have to, like, you, if you're president of America, you still can't even decide anything. Like, literally, what the fuck is that? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I you're guess. the president, you can't even say yes to something. No, but there's, it's all but by design, you know, but I guess... Would I rather live in the, the UK place... other than somewhere like a very, very corrupt and very openly corrupt, somewhere like, um, let me... South America, Mexico, where the government and the cartels are pretty much in this, yeah, you know, places where inflation is so high you can't even, you know, no, of course, UK is 100% better. Do I think that we have a huge amount of problems in the UK? Yes. Yeah, but do I think it's miserable and fueled by a huge amount of things that go incredibly well? massively so and we are totally it's like people they sit and they they say that they're striking they're like we're going to strike but they are it's a reduced service to a certain degree there's still there's still shit that works like when people say that we're going to strike like in zimbabwe like there's nothing <laughs> do you understand like there's no like when they oh we're going to switch off the electricity and you just don't know when it's coming back on do you know what i mean like it's ridiculous things like this. Yeah, and but South Africa still deals with that. Just because Cape Town is a very like privileged part of South Africa, like Johannesburg, like gets turned off, and it's like lol. Do you know what I mean? I don't know when that's going to come back yeah, on. Here's eight hours later, maybe. Yeah, Only joking. Do you know what I mean? Like literally. Like, we don't get a lot of like the UK. I think is. No, we just, don't get electricity so cuts, but we do pay for of it. The United Kingdom that you know, it, nobody is willing to just. But I would say the UK is fully responsible for the fact that, like, worldwide, seeing as there's, what, there's, like, 65, 70 million in the UK now, 60, 60 or 70 million, the population, Mm. and yet, like, pretty much... It's it's tiny. Pretty much, like, literally a sixth of that are, like, addicted to alcohol or misuse alcohol. Like, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. Is... But it's a, you know, the UK, that's a small percentage of people. 65 million people is less than most states. Yeah, but 10 million of them will misuse alcohol. That's a lot. But I guess if what happens if they misuse, it's their choice that they want to misuse alcohol. It's totally your choice to misuse alcohol. And not necessarily always your choice. There's things that push you, but it is your choice at the end of the day. But... The fact of the matter is, is just because it's your, you have a choice doesn't mean that you can't, 
it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense that you have a choice but yet you can't just fucking rein it in to some degree not allow people to so do you do you think that they should stick pictures of like dead babies and stuff on alcohol I just think they need to stop glorifying it so much and start actually realising that, like, it, it's okay for you to misuse alcohol, but then don't go and be a strain on public environments. Like, don't go and do that. Because even if you have paid your taxes all the way through your life and you're, like, a great citizen, you've worked really hard, mm. you are still bringing that drain. Like, they're saying currently that the elderly are a massive strain on the NHS. Now... Mm. The elderly are sat there like, wait, but I'm 85, 90 years old. I've paid you taxes for like 90 years. Like, give me a fucking break. If I want to fall over, I'm going to fall over and you're going to come and collect me. That's Mm. what like my grandma would say in her head. Mm. But it's the same as like avidly going out and abusing yourself on like cocaine or heroin or anything like that. It's it's all spoken down. Like you've got somebody like, what was that? that advert oh. that was think frank the fucking creepy guy like in this like, and he was, it was all to do with drugs frank the advert frank. and but yet the gordon's gin advert oh when should we meet up right now ha ha pink gin woohoo do you know what i mean like you're now just fueling the problem so don't go and use the public health system for the misuse of things that are glorified I guess and that are a, not... you, it is a choice at the end of the day so if you you but know, if we falling add up over, all the stats, being 90 years old to a certain degree and falling over is almost unavoidable, you know. But, but what's not unavoidable is you going and getting rat and, and, and having bottles and bottles of wine. And, and, and then, fall, and then know, falling over or being drink driving or killing somebody else or doing any of those sh- that but shit that happens. But I like the happens. idea of pubs and things like that. I just, just no, the I idea. No, I think it's all great for community, but we don't always need to stem our social circles around alcohol. That's the reality is that if you need to have alcohol to fill a relationship, it's not a proper relationship in the first place. You can't be around each other. Because you're just effectively inhibiting, like, the, the actual part of you yeah. with something that makes you behave and think differently. And that mm. is the reality. And you shouldn't be putting the strain. You know, if you're willingly abusing this, okay, there are the percentage that have issues. Mm. And they always say this, like, oh, there's the percentage that are really addicted to drugs, you know, in the UK. And it's really, really bad. Well, okay, let's talk about that literally sixth of the population heavily drink on a week-to-week basis. Mm. Like... And yet that is still glorified. I'm so against it. I always will be because yeah. it damages people and you just don't see it. Like, I mean, it's it's in the same category as radiation. Like it's pretty fucked up. And you I think it's about not that. that one glass of champagne that's going to do it or that one G&T when you're on holiday or the, it's not that, but it's that general consent that, oh, do you know what? It's actually quite jokes. It's not jokes. Do you know what I mean, when you add up the, the, the numerical stats of, of the money drained mm, on the NHS a year, you are talking like thing. 25 billion annually. And then you're wondering why mm. the your NHS is so drained that you're dealing with that. On top of, but we it seems that we with diseases we hold progressing, value, we hold value in alcohol consumption because it because goes we've all as never been taught how to form proper relationships. Seven, eight, nine, ten thousand years ago, it's the first evidence of alcohol within pottery. Uh, and yeah, for a lot of people, it is happy things. Like, it's not looking back and going, well, that was fucking miserable and I'm sat here like a cretin. Mm. You know what I mean? Miser- I'm not saying that, like, 
majority of those people won't have a clue what they're doing. Mm. Like we've sat at family barbecues where people will knock back three, four bottles of wine. Okay, that's is that normal? Or are you going to put yourself into effectively maybe I having a heart attack, sat, a stroke, and then going to the I NHS guess, in an ambulance? I guess if you sat there and you had the same energy, but for like cigarettes, then you know what I mean, where somebody goes and drinks a bottle of wine and you drink, you smoke two packets of cigarettes. My grandparents asked me the other day, did you used to smoke? I looked at them, I was like, are you fucking oblivious? I mean, like, yes, I did used to smoke. And their look on their face was almost like it was terrified that I'd smoked whilst they had a glass of wine in their hand. Mm, And that is bizarre, because I'm very open to say that I misused these things, and I've learned from it, and it wasn't great, and it did do damage to me. The first thing you do when you sit down is they bring you, join some champagne, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's not bad. Hi, would you like like a glass of class one carcinogenics? okay people don't always think that pessimistically like one glass is not going to give you cancer like that is the reality it's a constant misuse but it's just the fact it's that not, it's, it's no... not the constant misuse the w the world health organization no, just the, the constant misuse majority. of having two drinks a day one drink a day one drink a week two drinks a week the point is is that it's now coming out that any kind of intake is not really ideal. But it's going to take years to come to that conclusion that that is effectively what's causing it. And if that's even the case. Ever it's going to happen, you know. And I just just think that when it comes to your health and your well-being, Mm. like maybe you're a a woman listening to this and you're going through the menopause. Stop drinking. I guess... Like it's going to make things worse. The thing is people need vices. People need to escape have some level we've of escapism. been taught to have so. escapism mark i know it's happened for years and years in history like when you watch programs and they all had a drink and enjoyed themselves mm. and or somebody was manically depressed and they were drinking by themselves yeah. or you know i know it's been glorified in programs and films and this and that yeah, culture in general but then do just do the maths, do you know what I mean? Just do the maths. Like it's not helping us. Unfortunately, with this escapism, as we are searching for escapism at all points of the day now. Mm. It's not escapism at the end of the day of work or the end of the mm. week. Mm. It's literally every hour escaping on social media. It's escaping by having a cigarette. It's escaping by taking drugs. It's escaping by having too much sex. It's escaping, you know, and we're seeking that escapism because our attention spans have limited. So the, the yeah, whole desire always... is to constantly make ourselves do something or feel better or be entertained or reach the think next that's thing. that's because we've moved too far away from uh, real life? Yes, and I think, you know, the more... Because, like, if, you were, if we were in a group of 50 people with no technology and you were hunter-gatherers, and oh, you were just walking around, like, you, you, all you're thinking about is shelter, food, survival. Well, now things. we're thinking about... Well, Molly May's that. baby, fucking yeah, a boxing yeah. fight, uh, who got killed in a car crash, somebody's missing, um, you're never going to be able to have children, somebody's child's got cancer, your dad's been diagnosed, it's like, you know what I mean? That's literally the brain now. It's like, let's just think of absolutely everything at mm. once. And if we didn't have that need and social, you know, we would, ne- we would never be behaving like this. They say that, like, teaching children, like, teenagers these days is, mm. is fucking difficult. 
because mm, I could imagine. if it's not one split second and you're not dancing at me, you're not entertaining me, mm. I've got no patience for it. And, and, and that's literally shown, like education systems. Yeah, I can only imagine it would be so difficult because I can only, I just try and imagine myself and my peers at, at a, that young, impressionable age with an iPhone or something like that would be... Complete fucking Just like off. even we, we were the generation where like you had, kids had cell phones, like rudimentary ones and people were always on their phones. The Motorola. Yeah, we were probably, we and were like we the advance of the sort of the, what's um, the word? Like smarter phone than a brick. No, <laughs> yeah, we had bricks. Not, not, we had bricks, like a Nokia 310 that yeah. flashed on the sides like a snake mm. game. But that was definitely the start of like when I was being brought up. Yeah, but, but there were we always also kids saw the on iPhone. your phone, do you know what I mean? That were like, get off your phone, or who's texting, da 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 Why do I not remember the classes used to take our phones knowing that we wouldn't sit on it? Like before, like anything, like you would get it taken away. Like you weren't allowed your phone. And like parents only gave their phones to the children normally aged sort of like 11 or 12 when they're walking to school by themselves. Because mm. God fucking knows who's going to kidnap you now. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. probably a Met Police officer. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's geez. a sad joke. A sad, <sighs> sad fucking joke. And it's not a joke that's because a it's actually factually mm. correct. Um, not everybody, just a few. A few that seem to have made their way around. I was just thinking about it today when I went for a walk. I just think, like, just in general, like, there's always going to be wrong-ins in every aspect of life. Like, if, you go, to, if yeah. you go to, like, a bank, there's going to be some wrong I just wish people would understand, like, and you're never going to get this. And like, there's just the like, effect of a woman, like, just... You know, just some men are, are wrong-ins, like, but... Like, let's not talk to about the missing all. case with uh, the woman Nicola yeah. up north. Is yeah. it up north of River Wye? I don't know. Who's vanished, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so nobody can find a trace of her yet. So mm. barring the fact that deep down... I don't know. I could be factually wrong. That you just know statistically, statistically she would have been murdered. She by might have been murdered by a man. Yeah. If if she was to be murdered by anybody, she would be murdered by a man. That's just a statistical. And that's just horrific. Because I actually, since that whole case, again, ingraining things that. But the, but that's the thing is like reality. it makes makes people the general narrative is that uh, like there's problem. There is a problem. There is a problem. There with is a cert- problem. Certain types of men. No, Mark, because. Like, I've spoken to so many women about this. Like, no, 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 no. You you, I've had men sit next to me who look like they're sat in a suit going to work with a wedding ring on touching my fucking thigh. I've had people wolf whistle yeah, at me. Yeah, but pro- That's what No, I'm it's saying. not, Mark. These are normal people. Did you not watch that program we were watching on sexual Georgia, abuse? for you to just walk and touch a woman without, with a wedding ring on out of, of her not, you know, in any circumstance is wrong. And you are a wrong in. But Mark, did just you not watch that program on. we were watching last just night? Just because you've got a suit on and you look fancy doesn't mean that so you're what's not a wrong in. Because we've been taught as People women... People that just sit down and fucking grope you on the, on the thing. Oh, because I've asked for it and no, I know, no, do I? That's, I know no. when a man that's sitting in a suit that looks that's got wrong. a wedding ring that I trust him because I've been society... Put, and don't ever argue this with me because no, I will no, get into No, but I'm argument. just saying, but that's... You're just making... You're just making quick stereotypes based on a 
in a on a real life situation, which I understand, but just because they are dressed in a certain way or look a certain way doesn't mean they're not a wrong. Never said that. But when you're taught as a woman what is right and what is wrong, you might see the fact that if somebody's behaving erratically mm. or if somebody's following you mm. home or if, when somebody sits next to you on public transport, yeah, very random, who looks like they're on a way to work, mm. who you would assume that you would feel vaguely safe mm. around, then mm. goes and abuses that trust. Please. It's then you start to question everybody. Is that a nice situation to be in when you see in the news that women go missing? Mm. And this is not the only woman that's missing right now. There's plenty of women that are probably yeah, sure of nice. different races that are never highlighted in British media who are mm. missing right now. Yeah. And that's unfortunately, true. direct link is, well, that woman, for example, that they're highlighting right now was on her her day-to-day mm. mm. fucking walk, walking the fucking dog in the same place. And it's exactly what I do mm. when I take the dogs for a walk by mm. myself in exactly the same place. And of course, that is going to make you think, yeah, sure. what the fuck, it no, was nine in the morning... That. Is this going to happen to me? When I used to walk at night, I would never walk as night a woman, no, like as a woman. No. Even getting in taxis now, fucking unsafe in case they grope you. Like you don't bloody know what's right and what's wrong. Mm. And is this the fact that yeah, but men what... over the years are able to get Some away men. with this? Some men. Do you know really how many much. men who are normal to a degree will send like a fucking like <sighs> your fit? No. Well, Do you want to see my inbox when I was in, when I was not with you, Mark? Did you want to see what it was like over social media when men wanted to get into your but inbox? Do, okay, well, but but that so somebody just saying I think you're fit. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. No, it's not necessarily that. But it's the constant somebody, messaging. Some, yeah, it's the, that's, that's weird, and that makes you a wrong one. That doesn't make all men... No, because men have always been told to pursue women to a certain degree, and they also know, and you make this fucking joke, no doesn't mean no. Do you know what I mean? You fucking cretin. No, you know what I, I mean? No, Because no. that's based off a, a stand-up comedians. Oh, I love the fact you've got to clarify this, so you're not a wrong one. Um, yeah, like, I'm not a wrong but it's I, I'm not going to be told by you or any fucking man how I'm meant to feel safety-wise. There no, have been but times a normal I've man is not going to go it. out of his way just to tell a random woman how he feels. Do you know what I mean? An average man keeps most of the shit to himself. Hundred percent. But do you not think that the so, and amount and, and of people also, getting away Georgia, with contacting women? There's also a percentage women. of women on this planet that are wrongins. Right, we're not going to turn this on women right now. No, because no, women have been saying, second class for no, fucking I'm, years I'm and not, we're still not at the level. to do with that, but I'm just saying that everybody... No, so it's the woman's every... problem as to why the man behaves the way. No, I'm not way. saying there's, there's other ways that women can manipulate men in different in different ways. Okay, cool. Why don't we just look at the stats as to who fucking gropes who the most? But I'm just saying, most. no, it's not, gro- it's not always about groping. It's not, it doesn't have to be but physical. But Mark, what you don't understand but I'm, what I'm trying is to how say is a woman meant to feel safe in any environment? There are amazing women that are there are really good men out there that love and support their family I and never bloody contribute said that to there society. Wasn't. I've been brought up around men that have, no. you know, but that doesn't mean that at any point in my life I haven't questioned. I just think men what? are more obviously they're more physically capable, Fuck and off. so men they are pray. Yeah, but you know, statistically, no, they just got their hormones are flying around and they think and that they, they have pray. control and dominance over things. Yeah. And That's they the play reality. On young. No, it's not young not, women. Not necessarily young, Mark, but. Um, Mark, you met going out of your are... way to a private Instagram account and messaging it in the hope that because you might be attractive, I know plenty of guys that have done this and have messaged no, but girls. Wrong. Maybe it's on. It's Mark. They're you have been clearly. You are an anomaly. 
Because when you're with a group of boys, I can fucking well assure you, a woman's pair of tits, or she got a nice ass, or did you oh see how fit God. she was, no, would come up we in were, conversation. We were raised okay, to have oh, I'm morals. I'm so sorry. I'm actually, I think I'm, I'm... Are you Amish? I'm not sure. Like, I didn't I realise that you've never fucking entertained, maybe, like... You don't understand. You'll never understand what it's like when you know, go maybe. out, you don't want any attention don't on you, yeah. and suddenly you've got attention no, for just being that. breathing with breasts. No, I get that. No, you do like you do see it when you go out. The men are incessant. But it's, and it's so creepy. fucked up. And but they're not creepy. all wrongins, because the builder who fucking Wolf was sat, you wouldn't think because, he's a wrongin. But there's, but there's alcohol involved, and they get, most sometimes, they no. get to the point where this they turn into wrongins. Somehow, some people relate to alcohol. This does not, and is not the cause to how so, But then there's behave. always people who are like, oh, I need a little bit of liquid courage because I need to drink so then I can go, therefore, go and talk to women because if I don't have alcohol in my system or some form of... Uh, dissociative substance in, in my body then I'm unable to then go in action that I would never be able to go and speak to a woman when I'm sober so there Look, is totally a, get a that level. I've dealt with loads of them hey where did you fall from fucking you know what I mean like bro like just fuck <sighs> off it's the same as being on tinder but do you not think and think about what it's like now the accessibility to one another is so connected fine. that yeah, you've crazy. got apps it's dating crazy. apps yeah. called there's one called happen I don't know if you think, where you literally follow the paths of people you literally if you've crossed paths you're with going to match yeah. with them okay now do you not think that's a problem okay a yeah, man thinks, do you know stalking, what? Oh, yeah. do you know what I mean, I haven't got but my fucking dick wet in a while. Well, you know, I know, but that's also you're talking about people that are. I so feel the like percentage of wrongins is getting higher and higher because the ability to be able to contact people no, is getting higher that. and higher. No, the ability to that. abuse and think that women no, want really you sad. commenting and some dick emoji. I, don't, I really don't like when you go out and you just see like a woman just trying to just enjoy herself and then there's guys that just you know rub themselves on them or just only yesterday. talk to them and just like there's nothing more cringe than a guy that like tries to hook up with a girl and eventually does it because he's just eroded her that's called yeah, fucking just rape. Keeps on going do you know what I mean? Like that's not on. okay, and it's not okay to watch. And if anything, men just need to actually tell people things are not okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, you might get punched in the face, but unfortunately, us women can't do that for you. Do you know what I mean? Like the reality is, is that men will speak more for men than women will ever speak for men. And the reality is, is if you're not, yes, okay, our environment, I'm very grateful for. Mm. I'm grateful to have a partner that doesn't, you know, abuse that trust. I'm grateful to having a father that's brought me up. In a, in a sense that I would always mm. want a man and if I ever had a child that was a boy would want mm. to grow up like but the reality is is that the percentage of people is getting higher and higher and it's okay if if a woman uploads a photo of herself which looks nice it's okay for a man to tell them that he's just had a wank over you or you just you've done this and that is being associated behaviors face to face as well I, I don't know. Do you know so, how many women I know and girls I know who have been rubbed up on on the tube or just to get some kind of so that they can get their little weenus just slightly fucking I've, pep I've, I've seen because dudes, they're never going to have a woman valuable I've enough. Seen, to, I've seen men 
dressed in, like you said, very nice suits and stuff. Told sniffing, you, exactly, that's trust. Sniffing women's heads on the tube. But this is the problem, is that that is what we're taught, is that a nice professional man in a suit yeah, would never, the same with a nice professional man in a police outfit would never abuse the trust of the yeah. system. And what's fucking happened? Really it's sad. a level of power then dominated onto a woman who is naturally more yeah. vulnerable. Do you and think God that comes down to testosterone? I just think it's a lot. It's also about the fact that we are we're so disassociated with how humans actually behave currently. Like it's so weird. Like Mm. we shouldn't be forming all of our dating relationships off of apps. We shouldn't be doing like we should be doing. But there's a lot of people now that you know that would disagree with you because there's so many people that have been married, especially recently, that have all met on Tinder or some form of dating app where they've they've started dating yeah i know a couple of people of my friends and then but then there's also with dating apps it allows for more social you know and um movement with regards to and like catfishing and living a life that you don't live back in the day like it was all pretty not arranged but like you know back in the day pretty arranged you what, what does your family do what does your family do it was very like and wait you talking about on like deal. tinder don't think my conversation no, i'm talking about i'm talking about a hundred years ago everything oh. was very you well, know normally you'd have an arranged marriage like an arranged marriage what does your family do what does your family do friends and family well like but my grandparents got married because media, of religion you can get to meet people from different backgrounds ethnicities well, to be honest with you, know, you like, yes, like, I feel like we've become more interconnected with different races and cultures to what we ever would have been, like, mm. if you're, I, but, you know, back in the day, like, if you, like, if you look at my grandparents, if you were Jewish in the same Jewish circle, you would likely meet your husband sure. within that Jewish circle yeah, and yeah. then marry, you know, that's how it happened. Now, I'm not saying that that is a happy marriage to any degree, mm. like, that doesn't, that just because somebody's married for years doesn't Do mean not, it's necessarily been always happy. Do you not think that we've always just had these problems, um, but the only difference is now we've been able to communicate with them? Because back in the day, you know, I'm sure people would have had the same types of grievances we have today minus things like social media and stuff like that but you know it's just it seems like it's getting worse but the reality is statistically you know it's the the, one of the safest Mm. periods to be alive in terms of life expectancy yeah Um, i mean i would say that it's just it was harder for people to understand what people in you know the other side of the world were feeling well think about it so many things were so taboo until literally like two three years ago think about like menopause menopause menstrual cycle uh hormones like the way your vagina looks like your boobs are different sizes Mm. all of that shit was so taboo like my grandma would never fucking speak about that shit but it doesn't just because they didn't talk about it doesn't mean that they weren't doing oh 100 percent. we went through it but is it okay to talk about and share about it now 100 percent. we've got the ability to have a more of a voice i feel like that's is that a good thing or a bad thing um i'd say for some of it's quite good bringing awareness that other people are 
you know, it is a normal phase of life. Like I like the highlight of people like talking about menopause and menstrual cycles because mm. it means that a woman has more control over that time of her life. Yeah, like sure. and the phase feels mm. more controllable mm. and that can entice and make you feel more empowered as a woman yeah. when Improve you understand it. Well, Do it? I think we need to be tit for tat? Like I've experienced that, you've experienced this. No, I've experienced that, you're wrong. No, I think that's when it comes too much and that's where it is now. Mm. But I do agree that between, you know, small groups, I don't really think anything should be mass public always. I think it's always going to bring too many different opinions. But in the mm. sense of health, I think it's definitely opened up narratives that we would never have seen like fucking 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Never would have seen Which I guess it. is not a bad thing. I still think that now, like even my grandmother, if I was like, oh yeah, like my period, I'm on my period, or I, you know, do, when did you go through menopause? Like, fuck Jesus, that would be like a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, but you know, this is the thing is everyone thinks that the current, you know, civilization that we live in is has been around forever and ever. But like, if you look at it generationally, if you go back three or four generations, which is like three or four people ago, you know, we're talking about living, you know, you cut your finger, get a paper cut and die because there's no such thing as penicillin. Yeah, like so, my, my dad's a prime example of that. It was only when know, he got years diagnosed ago, with Hodgkinson's yeah, yeah. at age 21, he was still being, they still had to cut him open through his stomach to just check that he hadn't spread to other organs yeah. without even doing a, now you can do a scan. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have to be cut open. And four years prior to that, they hadn't, they didn't even have the, the cure for that. So if he had, you know, that timeline had shifted, he, he would have probably would have died. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's, it's insane. Like, and I, I'm so admirable of like medicine and the way it mm. develops. Like I'm massively involved with that. My family is medical. I just think but that, that it's, I think that our general consciousness towards reality is driven by a certain narrative and whatever the narrative is, is how people feel. And it's just constantly negative. And any, you know, it's people, it's not based on facts anymore. It's based on people's opinions and everything is, you know, just I think you'll never come drenched. across more self-help professionals now than you've yeah, ever do you ever will in your life. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's and like, that like, says something. Like the weird thing is like we know that if we wanted to blow up on Instagram, we could just start like attacking other people in the fitness industry and criticizing them I don't and going viral. I think it would. People Why would love, you fucking do that? Why people do you love to be a No, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying I want to do that, but it's just sad knowing that that is... That is the currency of today, which is like. No, the currency is just showing off to other yeah, people. Yeah, it's what like you a, it's what? like it's like showing showing off was one thing, but also capitalizing on a consistent negative narrative narrative or focusing on things that are. I don't think the narrative's ever been negative. like positive though. Like the reality is, is that whatever we've done to the world is making it worse. So whether that's climate, whether that's environment, whether that's whatever, like we're making yeah. it worse. And yeah. um, scientists have been screaming at us for fucking years to not to slow fucking down and to not do it. And everybody's like, lol, fuck off, like they do with alcohol abuse. Lol, do I mean, I'll still that have is, a drink. That is so, that is so true. And that is, now we've <laughs> ended up in the situation that we are where people are like, oh dear, that do you know is, what I mean? Like, oh dear. Encapsulates yeah. them so well. That is so true, because like everyone knows it's getting bad, and like we're not really doing anything about it. 
No, and then like unfortunately, it's like a small demographic of people who come across slightly weird to the average, who will sit on the floor in a shopping mall with climate change, like and try and hand you a leaflet like some Jesus preacher. Like you know, we were only in Guildford the other, on Saturday. There was what was it the the afterlife preacher on I the street know. with the books selling. Then we had the climate change man Something shove a leaflet, which was paper, shouldn't be fucking yeah, shoving the a leaflet. the guy in Guildford <laughs> who was blasting on hysteria is something to do with, like, the Illuminati, Donald Trump and Hitler. Yeah, and you're just like, right, that's a load of fucking nonsense. How have you even got a stand in the middle of Guildford High Street, like, yeah. number one? Yeah. And then you go into the shopping centre... You've got people sat on the floor, probably stuck themselves somewhere because of climate change, shoving a leaflet, tr being trying to be enthusiastic about the climate, but just never really going to get there, are they? Because Too they do things that piss people off, like the people that yeah. like stick themselves to the road and then ambulances can't get past and then yeah. nan dies or something. Like people just don't like it. Like you can't I guess bring in from blocks. Their, from their from their point of view, you they're bringing awareness. One hundred percent. You've got to do something drastic because. We are being lied to. I think okay, that's fucking. You might have been part of the Illuminati. Fucking no, we stand. are generally. Let's be honest with us. Hey, yeah, but like we've been lied to for years. I know we, I know we, we never I get know the we're true doing story. Our best with regards to different initiatives and stuff like that. But do you honestly think that we are not slowly killing the environment due for due to our over consumerism? Bruff, the polar bears were telling you that fucking 20 years ago and yeah, they're floating people are on so, one block you know, of there ice. Is a, there is a narrative that, you know, we're trying our best and blah, 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 but the reality we're is not. we're still pumping shit into rivers. We're still chopping trees down and that's not going to stop anytime soon. And we're think. only ever excelling the speed that we can get things done. Do because you know I, mean? I we're guess... We're only going to have an impact. You, uh, I know, it's so, it's so warm. This is what I say, like, sometimes you just need to, like, if you want, to, like, human civilization to survive in the most conducive way, where we just not end up in this weird part of life, where then you need to slow down just a little bit to realise that humans are really dumb right now. We're like the dumbest out of all the things around yeah, us. We haven't and that's the reality yet. is that we're all too dumb to realise this, what's going on, because the people that are above that or the technologies that are above that, mm. and it's on another level now. And it's almost worrying because you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is really weird. Like, are we going to be in a place where we're covered in robots and we're the dumb ones? But... Is that because we've done that to ourselves? Yes. It's kind of, yeah. Yes. But that's what, that's what we, we seem to be barreling Now towards. you want to be an influencer. You don't want to be a fucking doctor. Oh my God, what the fuck? Seven years of studying? No, thank you. Oh my God, hard work until the age of 32 and then I can just go into hospital? No, thank you. Yeah, like Do you know what I mean? My grandfather your gran earns... Yeah, your grandfather was saying how much of a grind it was. Like, and he was obviously, he's very, very, very high up. He was very, very high up in the medical industry. But to get there... He was working He was free. age, what, 35? What, the guy like, was didn't working even take for a wage free, for, just yeah, for experience. Just for experience. That, sa that says something. I'm yeah, sorry. That's a different generation. And so going back to the, the whole sort of hard work. But I guess that, that being said, just like you could buy a house for like four pounds back then. Okay, the cost of living is slightly different, and I know it makes it a lot, a lot more different now that the fact the salaries haven't risen, everybody's miserable about it. But the side note is, is that hard work still does get you places, and yeah. hard work is what we need as humans. We need to push ourselves. We need to yeah. challenge ourselves because otherwise we end up like fucking sponges. We do, That's and we thing. are sponges we right everybody now. Everybody needs. This is the thing. Everybody needs, you know, to have a 
a greater, not a greater purpose, like I sound woo-woo, but everyone needs a Focal goal point, yeah. or something to, to base their life around. Like once you have a goal or something to work towards, um, then you can build a schedule around the, these goals and it just gives your life a level of fulfillment and purpose. Like once you achieve something, you feel really good about yourself. Yeah, and, and that doesn't need to be like by sedating yourself with alcohol or by like no. achieving something, which means you then resort to these things. But do you think like most people would potentially like have children to like see the life through yeah. their child's eyes instead of like their own eyes just to see if they That's live true. again? Do you know what I mean in effectively a different think, way? Um, do you think we feel the way that we feel and we think the way that we think because we do we don't have children and that if we had children we wouldn't even probably think about these things because you'd be so preoccupied by raising a child i think my inquisitive number one i have to know everything about everybody um at all points of my life you literally georgia just goes in and just asks people some really Fuck not, off, I'm deep. not that weird. No, I need not, to know no, you, and then I get you, into it, bruv. I therapize people all the time. No, it's exactly you, right. You, you walk away from like meeting somebody, and you know everything. literally everything about them. And it's not because I'm going to go and tell anybody. I just want to know, so I know who I'm dealing with. And that's just, in fact, it really helps me with my job, and it's only going to help me further knowing more about people and how yeah. they work. But I also think it's the fact that we deal with people. You know, sure. we provide and we deal, we micromanage like people's mental health on a day to day basis. Yeah. So we're not only just seeing our vision on things, we're seeing other people's visions on things all yeah. the time. Yeah, it's only in the gym earlier where one of the guys who's a PT was like, um, do you ever find that like some like your really wealthy clients they like, think like you relate to each other like oh which car should I get the Bentley or the Aston Martin you're sat there like I'm in a Ford like shut the fuck up you know <laughs> what I mean like literally I don't even know I've never even driven an Aston Martin I wouldn't know the difference between a you know yeah. but it's that whole thing that we're not the same and I and that's the beauty of life we're not the same individual we but we need to start and we need to start forming life and take a scaling back just a little bit like unfortunately we can't be entertained the whole bloody time yeah but do you not think that if we we had children you wouldn't need to be entertained because you people that have children basically are helicopter parents these days where they just hover over and you just stare at them all day well, I mean, like, yeah, like your brother just stares at the children, just hopes that one of them doesn't just yeah, like, but jump when we off went somewhere. To the, when we went to that uh, thing, that's all people do. It's just everybody... Paid £160 to stand in a farm of screaming children. I thought I was going to feed animals. That's the only thing I was going to put up. Instead, I, st I stood in a soft play, a bacteria-ridden soft play. Horrible place. I mean, I love children. I don't at all, do you know what I mean? But anybody, and I'm no parents for sure, my clients who have children, say that soft play is the biggest bacteria growth they will ever yeah, come across. Yeah. It's just steamy and yeah, infectious. Yeah, but, you know, I, I just don't... I can maybe, maybe in, you'll, you'll probably be listening to this podcast and I'll be like, guys, I'm pregnant. Fuck off. Like, that's not going to happen for like a number of years. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to like think like what it's like to have children because I just don't want them right now. So I'm just going to live my life the way that. We've got three babies. We've got three fucking fur babies and that's yeah. enough to manage for now. I'd love to get another kitten. No, not at the moment, Mark. Let's be responsible. We'll anyway. See. That was our very interesting alcohol no. slash conspiracy theory. So what's the conclusion? Night. 
My conclusion would be, mm. we totally and utterly understand why alcohol is part of people's lives. We mm. understand the enjoyment factor, the mm. social side, mm. the confidence mm. side. But just look at the stats and look at what it does to our health worldwide mm. as a nation of people and realize that actually, like, this is probably not something that we should be actively including to our day-to-day -day lives. Mm. And as I said, just like a box of cigarettes isn't going to kill you or get you cancer, the same as a glass of wine is not going to give you cancer, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just the fact that, like, that detrimental effect that it is glorified. If you go in and you've had too much to drink, people are going to go, oh, God, <laughs> so funny, legend. Hope you had a good night. Good night yeah, last oh, night. Dude, I got so pissed last night. Like, it's not something that we should be necessarily encouraging. <sighs> and for those that are thinking, oh, do you know what? I don't really get on with alcohol right now. Yeah. We can say from both of our sides mm. that life is actually almost better it's clearer you've got more clarity mm. you're not numbing yourself all the bloody time yeah, but it, i guess it like you said it does impact your relationship with friends you know you your relationships do change and i think again like everything like environment because most key. people go out like to go out on friday saturday whenever and get pissed with their mates yeah, but I'm also a very strong agreement that if your other your friends can't see that potentially, do you know what this is not having effect? Like it's that it's that it's that percentage of people like your brother who couldn't necessarily manage that. You know what I mean? Who people don't see the effects because they're like, no ways, I don't give a fuck about alcohol intake. Let's mm. encourage everybody else to drink around me so I feel better. But it's actually the other people that then suffer. Mm. And unfortunately, like you can't say that you're friends with somebody if they physically can't support your health and well-being, the same with a partner. I just, I can't get on board with it. Like I've always said, babes, you're out the door if you don't support it. And it's I the same with vice versa. You know, of course, because that's why we're still together. Would you support me but, if I was to do a bodybuilding competition again? Yeah, but you'd just be a fucking nightmare to be around, but it's Would okay. Would you rub tan all over my body? Mm, I'm not sure about that. We'll leave that for another day. Maybe we'll go another week without talking. Maybe you'll get a podcast next week. Maybe you won't. Who, Who knows? knows? It's always a surprise with us. I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back Bye. soon. Bye.